Yo, what's up? It's your boy Doug, aka Rap Game Michelle Obama, aka Teenager of the Year, and you are listening to the WS Podcast. May God have mercy on your soul. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now, being broadcast in over 30 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abert. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 195 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast, Daniel, WNS underscore Daniel, Tyler. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm doing. Tyler underscore Amer. He's practicing. He's practicing for the for the big times. Practicing those dance moves. We're walking so slow over here, you don't even know. So, uh, so welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk about. Got some feedback. Raw, totally even hot topics. Q and A. You know the good stuff. How you guys doing? You hanging in there? Doing good. Doing good. Doing Feeling good. a little bit better now. You watch the kick-ass guys dance and all that. Yeah. Now I can do what they can do. They got some, I watch. They them. got some mad skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put me to shame because I can't do any of that. I can do the part where they're walking to get ready to dance, but I can walk slowly. Yeah, walk, yeah, there you go. You got it. Doug can too. Yeah, I can just walk slow. So, so yeah, so welcome to <laughs> Doug. How you doing? I can lean like that guy against the wall. Yeah, against the oh, yeah, the tree, tree or wall. Apparently not. I don't even have the right object. To lean <laughs> on. I can't do any of it. So, uh, so yeah, so we're back. Good stuff. Um, glad to see the uh, the listeners came out in full force to uh, to hear our thoughts. Welcome and, us uh, back. Yeah, welcome us back. It was good good to see the numbers up. Really nice. We appreciate it. You know who also is catching up on? John DeVigera is catching up on our, on our episodes. Yeah, he is. Thank you for listening, John. We certainly appreciate it. Hope the, hope the, uh, the baby girl's doing well. Good stuff. So, you guys doing all right? Yeah. How was your weekend? Busy as hell. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm caught up on my sleep, but um, I was pretty tired because I was uh getting to work. I would wake up at five though because mm-hmm. I had to be at work at six. Nice. <coughs> but hey, man, make that OT. You gotta do what you gotta do. Make that money, a bear. Make that money. You got a wedding to plan and something else to buy. and something else to buy. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, we got we got you know quite a bit of uh, of listeners going around. Uh, the numbers that we keep, they uh, they reset on Sunday. Since Sunday alone, uh, last week's episode has been listened to uh, over a thousand times. So really cool stuff. So thank you to everyone who's uh, who's checking the show out. Thank you guys. We appreciate um, it. You know, if you happen to be listening, feel free to leave some feedback, comments, stuff like that. Let us know where you're listening from. If you're outside the U.S., for sure. We um, love the interaction from uh, all our listeners. If you're inside the U.S., let us know what state. That's really cool. We like we like hearing from you guys. Um, so we do have some feedback. We're gonna dive so, like, the 20 people we know listen 50 times a piece, and we really appreciate it. We appreciate, yeah, so we appreciate that. that. Yeah. Thanks, Lewis, for <laughs> keeping those stats up, making us feel good. Uh, so, right. yeah, like I said, we do have some feedback uh, from our YouTube channel, WNS Video. Uh, so if you're listening to us on, uh, I know on iTunes and Stitcher, we had some issues, some technical difficulties this past week. Still not sure what that is. We're, we're 
thinking it may be just something wrong with the server. Um, cause obviously the audio that we put on YouTube is the same audio that we put on the website, uh, for wrestling news source. Um, and that's what they take. That's what iTunes and Stitcher takes. But I guess for some reason it just, uh, cut it off about 53 minutes or so. And, uh, so for, for those of you who are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, if that event ever happens again, um, you know, that's why we put it up on YouTube. So you can, uh, you can check it out. I know it's not a kind of a, you know, a hindrance if you're listening on your, on your smartphone or something because if you know the screen goes blank then the sound cuts out and you have to you know keep it all out but yeah thanks to uh, missy missy for bringing it to our attention yes. apparently she said it's been going on for a while yeah over there so i guess we'll i don't know we'll try to figure out whatever the hell is going on yeah we uh i know ben has tried to contact stitcher uh to at least see what's going on i know itunes gives us an issue every once in a while as far as not putting the episode up so, uh, so like I said, if if you're listening and uh, you're experiencing some sort of problems and stuff like that, uh, probably the best bet would first let us know about it so we can try and get it taken care of. Uh, second would be to uh, check out our our YouTube channel, WNS Video. Uh, have over 2,000 subscribers on there, so uh, so go and check that out. Um, but yeah, we do have some feedback, like I said, on our YouTube uh, channel from Mixer Five Four Nine, saying awesome show, guys. So thank you very much for listening. We appreciate that. Hey, um, thank you, Mixer. Thanks. Good stuff. So uh, Parker says, I can't stand Lesnar as champ because I want a wrestler who actually shows up for events. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly are hurting in the star power uh, department. Definitely. But I think there is an argument to be made for the title feeling more special and for Lesnar in particular feeling more special because he's not on air. Right. Uh, you know, every week or even most weeks. It's going to make it must-see whenever he's there. And be like, oh, man, Lesnar's there when he's got the belt. And- yeah, I mean, I think it's totally fair argument, and I probably most mostly even agree, but I do think it adds, uh, adds to Lesnar's specialness. I yeah. don't know what, what, I'm, what the word I'm looking for. but His aura. Yeah. You want to see the champ wrestle? You got to pay Get for the it. network. Yep. So, uh, well, so yeah. I mean... I mean, I, I mean, he's right. I mean, Lesnar isn't even going to be on this pay per view, and we all sort of talked about that, uh, you know, when they put the belt back on him. Yeah, I read somewhere that they're they're possibly. I mean, this is just complete rumor, but uh, that they might not have him back until uh, Rumble. See, I don't think you can do that. Yeah, that's that's too long. Yeah, but uh, it's like, and no one mentions the title or whatever. I'm like, where's the title? So, yeah, the thirty day rule only applies whenever the plot calls for it. So, um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they play that out. Maybe they'll have him come back for Survivor Series, which I think is next <coughs> after Hell in a Cell. Well, look, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you want him at the the big four at least. Mm-hmm. I think that they can get away with every other pay per view. Yeah, um, they're pressing their luck with that though, and if any more than that is really just like yeah, really pushing and to this, see how far you can get away with this shit. And, yeah, and this really calls back to the discussion we've had numerous times in the past about there are too many pay-per-views during the year you know like if they went from 12 to say eight it would make it a lot more you know understandable like oh well there's not going to be another pay-per-view for you know another six weeks so i don't think they're willing to do that right now simply because i think uh a lot of the selling point of the network is still you're getting these yeah you're getting these events and without those events I think your argument for is this like worth people's 
time and money is more is a lot harder to make. Mm-hmm. They're not getting that. I'm still wondering what their what their plans are for 2015 because they keep saying, "Oh, you're gonna get Until you're the getting Rumble. Survivor Series, you're getting Hell in a Cell, you're getting TLC, you're getting the Royal Rumble, and that's it." Right? You know? Yeah, I think they'll probably will change the model, especially if the numbers Man. aren't where they want it. I mean, I now not. get the WWE Network for 15.99, and you don't get the pay per views and uh, I mean, look, I, mean more I, don't th- I don't think you can do that. I I sort of expected going in it was going to be around 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I don't even think it's – I don't think for just me personally, that's not like a issue like price point at 15 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But you're sort of – still the huge selling point is because because not everything is at your fingertips anytime you want as far as the back catalog stuff. The still, still the major selling point is – you're paying 15 bucks a month for the pay-per-views. Yeah. So, but they're sort of changing how they book these pay-per-views or they sort of, and we sort of talked about that as a network happened too. Are they going to change as, are these pay-per-views going to feel more like a mm-hmm. raw, whatever. And we sort of saw that with the finish to the, the main event, uh, with, between Lesnar and Cena, like that's a fucking raw finish. I don't yeah. know. You can get away with that on pay-per-view. So, if someone's paying fifty five dollars right. to, to watch it, you cannot have that happen. You gotta give a finish to the main event. You yeah. Know? So that's Although they did that what was it, a year or two ago with the whole big show knocking people out, like it was knocking out Cena and then they also had uh the whole Orton and Daniel Bryan feud that just Yeah, but this is like a hyped main event. This is like a yeah. they were really selling this shit hard and um they really needed to deliver on it because shit has been so sort of blah lately. But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But I don't. I just. I don't know what their plans are. Maybe they're trying to strike a deal with pay per view carriers to where if you don't have the network, you can still order them at you know full price or whatever. Well, in like places like Canada, it's not the same model. They have like their yeah. a lot of their shits on like cable or whatever. Yeah, in the UK they have that and Sky they, Sports, and then you have the back catalog on the demand or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like two separate things, which is weird, but Yeah. I don't know, man. It's gonna be weird. We'll have to wait and see what the uh what the word is on that. Yeah, but that's uh, is it Patrick? Is that a word? Uh Parker. Parker, I'm sorry. Parker, yeah, that's totally fair. And um you know, I I don't I don't really disagree with you other than the fact that it does I think sort of make him feel special when he is there. Yeah. Which is not you can't really say that for anyone else. So. Yeah. Because if you have him go out there and wrestle every single night, he either has to be completely dominant or it's going to grow stale really quickly. You know? So it's like, how long can you really have him be the beast unless he's only there a couple times a year? You know? But, uh, but yeah, thank you for the feedback. Uh, last bit of feedback we have is from Richard saying, Keep calm and never give up. Cena is the man. Tyson Kidd is an a-hole. And Slater Gator deserves a tag title shot. Let's go, Cena. <laughs> Cena's awesome. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. So thank you for the feedback. Uh, but, yeah, t- time to dive on into what happened on Raw. Uh, what did happen on Raw? I just – I feel like they were – I thought you were like, what happened on Raw because I didn't see it. <laughs> no, I mean, I uh, – I was talking to... Speaking of what happened on Raw, what did happen on Raw? Yeah, what did? No. Um, I, you know, I, I had the TV on. I had the volume down because I was uh, getting ready to take that Advocare challenge that Tyler did. 
Um, so I'm going to give it a give that a shot. And uh, so I was talking to Daryl about it. You um, fuckers. Why y'all want to be like, why y'all want to be so pretty? Hey, man. I'm, I <laughs> it's need... hard work being pretty. Like, be ugly like me. It's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. You're a pretty guy. Go to McDonald's and You're order a happy meal guy. because yeah. I'm happy. You're a good looking so. guy. Y'all hey. both good looking guys. Hey. I got, I got, I'm rocking the beard right now. I'm getting the longer Joseph hair. Because of his beard. Yeah. It's been a long time. I'm growing this I out shave. until I have to take pictures next month. <laughs> the neck beard. What do you, you got to take pictures for? Uh, say the dates plus the wedding or the uh, engagement. Photo. Engagement. Yeah. Save the date. Don't be late. Am I gonna have to do this fucking advocate shit because you guys are? No. I mean, I know not technically, but you guys are gonna make me feel like I need to. No. I know you're not technically gonna say like we think you should do this or you need I mean, to do we're this. Just saying, but are you gonna ask feel like I should I'm gonna have to feel like I have to if you guys are gonna do it? Well, look, I'm not saying that you have to do anything. I'm just saying Tyler's sort of the trendsetter of the group. He, he copied me. He he's Joe Cool. Um, I feel the need to lose a couple pounds. Um, I do too, but I'm not gonna do any fucking thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't have that, so I'm not expecting it to go well, Doug. So don't worry. Now, because of it, I'm like conscious about all the He's shit. He's uber conscious now. He's all like salad and. Are making me feel like I'm gonna have to like go on a no diet before we like get fitted for tuxes or something? <laughs> um, Fucking assholes! I'm not the doing pictures it. we're taking. Like, we decided to be a little fancy or whatever because we're having like three different outfits. Or it's one of them is a suit. I saw the suit. He looks fly. What? Yeah. I want to see. He looks sharp with the blue tie and everything. Let me bow see this shit. Blue, blue bow tie. And another one's just like jeans and a nice shirt. And the other one's going to be a Marvel t-shirt. Scarlet Spider? That's Corbin. Uh, Not him. The fucking Scarlet Spider. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Looking so fly. God damn, Tyler. That is looking fly. Very dapper. Yeah. If you will. You bought that? Yeah, and it was cheap at J.C. Penney's. What? Yeah, all go. that stuff. The plug. jacket, the shirt, this the pants, the, plug. This uh, is the, stuff. the bow tie. Um, and uh, we were over there, and I bought Daryl two shirts. We, uh, it was all together. It was like uh, two forty-five. That's that's just just so you have a suit. That's not what you're wearing in the wedding. No, that's not what we're, when that's, I'm. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, just yeah. to have a suit too, and it's not like suits are different. That was a slim fit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, know. Those... I, I know fucking slim cut God but, but no 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 what I'm saying is <laughs> I can't I fit in it but I know what it fucking looks like <laughs> no, what I mean what I'm trying to say is and I did not know this that slim or suits wise it doesn't fit like regular slim fit other like regular pants it's not like tight tight it's yeah it's slimmer but it's not tight tight I can't do slim anymore I'm not trying to I haven't done tight, slim tight. since I was like in elementary school okay. when slim I ran all the I time slim gym I played sports and sports. I stopped and I Gained weight. Sports. And then I got a desk job and I gained more weight. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just want to I just want to lose a little bit of this because I'm feeling unhappy about it. You know? Well, I'm feeling unhappy about the way I look too. I'm not going to do any goddamn thing about it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, pretty bitches. Oh. Well, I'm growing out the beard to try to be more manly than pretty. Wear is flannel. It, is it? No, I'm not wearing flannel. Get lumberjack. No. Chop down some trees. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm going to have to get like a six pack or something. Right? <laughs> to fit in around here with you fucking assholes. Christopher Pratt can do it. So can we. Right? 
Yeah, well, he was a personal trainer. He has money. He was oh, always a good-looking dude. He was just like not a six-pack. He's a husky dude. guy. All those people that like are celebrities that are big. They have they have money and they have, they can get personal trainers easily. Yeah, that's so. true. People can like cook for them. They're yeah, like yeah, here, this is what you eat. Okay, personal chefs, trainers. This doctors, is what you eat. Whatever. This is when you eat it. Yeah, someone did that for me. I'd, I'd be in good shape. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the hardest part. Like my schedule, I don't have a whole lot of free time. And another always like, oh, well, 10 minutes in the gym. Well, yeah, but you also have to get your ass, go to the gym, come back. You know, I, don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't want to try and make it sound like I'm making excuses, but I really feel like I just don't have time. So, I need to. But I, I just, walk like 12 miles a day. Yeah. But then I eat 12 tacos when I get off, and then it's fucking over. drink energy drinks and all that. Yeah. Although that's the I make up for a 12 miles a day. I eat 12 tacos. 12, I want a taco. I just had tacos. Yeah. Dairy Queen tacos, bestest. Tacos I've never had Dairy town. Queen tacos. They're underrated. They they're are underrated. really. They're amazing. You Better see. than the yes. other taco place, Taco Bell and Jack in the Box. Yeah, yeah. Jack in the really Box cool. looks disgusting, but they taste great. That's true. But Dairy Queen tacos look great and they taste great. I think Taco Bell tacos look great. And, uh. and that's that Dairy Queen taco <laughs> coming up right there. Except for Doritos <laughs> Locos tacos. Yeah. Those suck. Yeah. Those are overrated. Yes. They're not na- they don't suck. They're not nasty. It's just like you buy it go- and you're like, oh. They don't go Doritos as well. Doritos doesn't go with all this stuff. It in. doesn't go as well as you think it's gonna go. Yeah. yeah. It's fine though. I can eat them. If I'm hungry, I'll can eat a fucking Doritos <laughs> tacos. If I'm if not they're fu- out of regular shells and you're like, all right, give me a little <laughs> If taco. I'm not fucking hungry, I can still eat a fucking Doritos tacos. <laughs> so yeah. So uh so there you it's go. It's not what I want. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, what happened on Raw? I feel like it was uh, tacos. No, not tacos. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, it was a train wreck, is what it was. Uh, this show, the Rock came back. This show is a train wreck. <laughs> this show is a train wreck because Raw was a train wreck. There's nothing. There was not enough good to talk about on Raw. But the Rock tr- came back. You gonna try and front on these listeners like they don't know the show would be a train wreck any other fucking time? <laughs> Maybe they watch the show. They know what happened. They listen to this show. They know uh, that you're full of shit too. <laughs> no, anytime we get off topic, that's when the shows become gold. That's when we have the well, good stuff. Well, the Rock came back. Yeah, the Rock came <laughs> back. Oh, goody for one night only. <coughs> <laughs> hey, stick to the script. Yeah. The Rock came back. The Rock came there back. Yet. Okay, we'll get to that. Damn it. The Rock didn't come back. He didn't come back yet. Not yet. Not yet. But soon. Maybe. Maybe. So uh, we kick things off with uh, Seth Rollins coming out, talking about what happened the previous week, um, saying that's what happens when you mess with me. Ha, 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 ha. Suck my dick. No, he didn't say that. He did not, he did not you know, ask for oral sex. So, uh, yeah, the Rollins comes out saying that's what happens when you mess with me. Uh, you get the, the curb stomp, and then that prompts Cena to come out and try and rough him up a bit. So Rollins takes the low road, dives over the barricade, uh, run through the crowd, and he's like, ha, 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 I outsmarted you. Hey, did you see, did you see that, man? Did you see that, Ambrose? Man, I, I totally outsmarted him. Oh, shit, that's Ambrose. And Ambrose fights him, and then he goes back and... Yeah, good stuff. I didn't see that part. You didn't? Okay. Doug, what did you think about that? It was fun. I was okay with it. Yeah? Yep. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the authority comes out and says, well, if y'all want to fight so much, we're going to have a three-on-two match. Um, 
best of luck to you. And that brings up the, uh, the first matchup. We got to see a three-on-three -three Dolph Ziggler and the Usos going up against Cesaro and the uh, the Dusts, uh, Gold and Star. That's weird. Um, That's all weird. Uh, just this picture that I received. Oh. Um, you getting nudes over there? Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a nipple? <laughs> that looks like a nipple. Uh, the first matchup. I thought it was it was a good start. Um, you know. These these guys know how to put on a good exciting matchup. Um, what do you what do you think about it, Doug? I thought it was solid, but I mean, uh, I don't know. These these dudes have been having matches for a while. They're getting sort of uh, more formulaic as we go. Yeah, we saw like the uh, Usos and the uh, Wyatt sort of fell into a real formula heavy match. And, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like that's what we're getting with these guys, too. Yeah. So are they now doing the Ziggler-Cesaro thing? It looks like it, I guess. I don't know. They they failed to establish a, a story when it comes to the minor titles, and they just say, okay, we're just going to have Ziggler face Bo Dallas at main event for the title. Well, they had a little bit of a storyline when it was Ziggler A Miz, little bit. Miz. But as soon as that was over, what do we have now? We don't know. No. I guess Cesaro's in the picture. They, you know, I don't, I just don't know. But uh, and it's one of those things where you know I I read the articles on Wrestling News Source that that people post about their thoughts on uh, on Monday Night Raw, and uh, for the last I don't know how many number of months, it's the same repetitive story. The champs, whoever is the champion, they lose, you know, on 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 TV. I know it's to sort of sell their pay-per-view match where they get the win or something like that but it's always like i feel like they're not making very many champions booked strongly like they never look strong they're always losing uh you know the uh gold dust and stardust lost uh aj lost um sheamus lost you know it's like what are they doing well aj but, lost because she walked out oh yeah but and we'll talk about that later but yeah i mean i, I don't I mean, I'm not going to argue against you. I mean, that's what's happening, and they don't seem to want to devote that. It can't be that they're not capable of it. It's not that they don't have the time. It's that mm -hmm. they choose not to invest in anyway. build, building these guys in a way that doesn't that doesn't require them to just beat the champs. Mm -hmm. They don't want to spend the time to build a challenger outside of uh, someone who just gets a non-title victory over the champs. Yeah. And it's pretty easily done. I mean, you don't need but, you know, to build one challenger for each belt, and you can do that without them fighting the champs. I mean. Mm -hmm. There's just, you know, they have three hours every week to establish a story. Then you have two hours on SmackDown, and they don't do it. They, they would rather have, uh, who was it, Kathy Lee and, and this Hoda chick show up to do what? Diddly squat. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, uh, it's it's all good and well and fine and great that they're supporting this charity, but I don't even know what the fuck what those ladies did accomplish is. Yeah. At, at, when I was watching, I was just watching. I couldn't hear what they were talking about, but it looked absolutely stupid. It, it was. I don't know. ridiculous. They just came out with Adam Rose, and they <laughs> sat there, had some drinks, and they're like, yo, you're going to dance now. And now you're gonna dance, right, it was and I'm gonna break this fake bottle on your butt, and now you break this fake bottle on my butt, and hey, let's dive, wee! 
Okay, bye. Where's Bunny? With Bunny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. So, so Adam Rose is like the valet. You remember how the Bellas were when like it was like certain guys celebrities. So I guess mm-hmm. if it's with the girls or whatever, it, Adam Rose is that now. So. Adam Rose should just be the valet forever. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's, unisex valet. He's, 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 he is now what the Bella Twins were when they had the special guests for Raw back in the day. Until he gets moved down and like, where's Adam Rose? I don't know, but Bunny's still here. All right. Hey, the Bunny. Yay. Bunny has his own profile. JBL, on talk about him. JBL, talk about how much you hate the Bunny. Because that'll sell. Um. People bite into it, though. Yeah. It's fucking weird, though, man. Like, I... It's hard to be critical of this because it's a charity thing, but I don't what, understand... What exactly were they plugging? I mean, they just came out and like were like, hey, it's great that they're partnering with Suda's and Gcoma. We, we do that stuff, too. And then, like, dance, dance. Now let's drink and break stuff. And... I, I don't know. If you're asking me to... Give you a reason why it happened. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. And, you know, I saw, uh, like I said, I couldn't hear what was going on, but I saw Adam Rose do his stupid party time all the time thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just, it just looks so stupid. It's like he's hoping that the fans will go along with it. And it's just not working. And it's just, it's so stupid. I mean, my, I mean, I think the only, like, are you okay? Yeah, I can. Feel weird, and I keep on coughing. Blech. Need some water? You can breathe. You made me think you weren't breathing. Oh, sorry. No, I got I got water right here. Oh. I don't know. I can't stop coughing. Like, it's cough so bad, it's killing a bear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, what I was gonna say is, I think the only the reason they were on the show is publicity for the WWE, so they can be like, "Yo, I was on Raw. Did you guys see Raw?" Yeah. Did you see us? Did you see us? Hi. But uh, anyways, that was. A train wreck. Uh, but next up, we got to see uh, Bo Dallas going up against Mark Henry again. Uh, Bo Dallas gets the victory via countout, uh, and that apparently was enough to earn him an Intercontinental title shot against Dolph Ziggler for main event that happened tonight, and I didn't get to see. But I'm won. Pretty probably sure. Dolph Ziggler. Probably Dolph Ziggler, some form or fashion. Well, at least this is acknowledged that they they. <laughs> Maybe not to your liking, but acknowledge that they built a challenger to a title without beating the champ because we yeah. just talked about that. You have to. They were like, and they they stated why they were like, <clears throat> he's beaten Mark Henry three times in a row now, so he gets an intercontinental title shot. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's three. I thought two. Well, uh, one yeah. on Raw, one on SmackDown, one on Raw. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you believe now, Daniel? I've always believed, but I'm sad. That it happens to Mark Henry. I believe that someone's going to get their ass kicked. <laughs> Somebody's going to get their wig split. Because that's what he does. He's, uh, he's a crazy <laughs> motherfucker and he's coming through the door. No. Yeah, I mean, like, it would probably seem to mean more if they weren't so careless with how they booked Henry. Yeah. But, poor guy, he's fucking awesome. He just can't get any fucking booking breaks. I think he just needs to snap. Let that anger come well, out. Well, that's what he sort of did, like on Yeah. That's what he's gonna do. Bow. Yep. He's <coughs> gonna uh turn heel possibly in the near future. So uh after that we got to see John Cena and Dean Ambrose uh have a segment where they're talking about wanting to get Rollins. Um Ambrose again is like, you know, don't give me a reason to not like you. 
and Cena's talking about, hey, you got guts. I like that. You got more guts than a lot of people in the back. You'd be willing to face, you know, the authority all by yourself. But the last time you did that, your head went through, you know, some concrete blocks and you were out for, for five weeks. I don't know why I did that. You're just doing Why Why are you fisting? I don't know why. It just felt this like. This has nothing to do with Roman you Reigns. You missed Roman Reigns. <laughs> is that what it is? You missed Roman Reigns? Cocking? I don't really know why I did it. It just yeah. felt like the right thing to do. Because <laughs> you were like, you did like. Fingers first, not fit. You know, you know what, guys? Fisting. Yeah, yeah. So fisticuffs. Uh, that was strange. You don't know anything about fisting, but you can't just go fist first. You gotta go fingers. Yeah, it is. You gotta work your way up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. So Ambrose decides. Okay, well, you know, if you're just gonna be like this, uh, I'm gonna go down to Coney Island and get myself a hot dog. So, and that's exactly what he does. He you leaves. Tell that they taped it earlier because that was a, super quick. And hops like, on a Q train because he had his his hair was all soaking wet. By the time he was up there, his hair was all dry and like blowing. Maybe it was windy. You never unless, know. Unless the venue where they were, it's like you step out and there's a subway right there. Could be. You never know. And I like how uh, the fan or the people in the in the subway were just like, "Who the hell is this guy?" and then they turn around and notice that, can't, that a camera's like there, and they're like, the hell is this? So He looked a little different. Like, I thought it was like, I really thought it was like a stunt double or something like that <laughs> at first. When there's walking. It was there like wasn't Sandow, I can promise you that. I was like, who's this guy? He looks like a little bit like, oh, it is Ambrose, okay. Yeah. I think they had someone waiting for him at the stop because he, like, the train took off. But it was fairly quick. They, probably, yeah. they were probably waiting, and they are like, okay, here comes the train. Come on down, Ambrose. How many times they film that? <laughs> How right. times they do that? How long were they waiting at that subway for that train to come by? Come on, Ambrose. So, uh, look like uh, you're looking at people and look around. Yeah. I was half expecting like the subway train to keep going, and he like grabs on at the end and hops on, you know? If I was one of those people on a train, what I would be doing the whole time is like sitting like across the window and just like look like look to the corner, look at the camera, look to the corner, look at the camera, just keep on looking back and forth, looking back and forth. I have like a weird look on my face. That'd be weird. So, uh, so yeah, so Ambrose, the lunatic fringe, goes to get a hot dog. I don't like Cole saying that. Like, I get it. That's what they're trying to do with his gimmick. And, oh, you never know what he's going to do and stuff. But, like, when he comes out and he's like, it's the lunatic fringe. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't sound very lunatic-ish, you know? I don't know. That guy's crazy. That guy, that, don't watch out for that guy. He's nuts. Reach him to the car, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so after that, Cena's shown walking backstage, and he's unhappy. And Triple H is like, hey, buddy, hey, never give up and all that. And, oh, by the way, John you're John Cena sporting a new shirt. You're, yeah. Well, he's had that yeah. for a week or two. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't see him last week. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, though. A lot of people are having those types of shirts mm-hmm. or new sayings like that. Yep. So, uh, but Triple H in, in, informed him that his match would instead be a three-on-one instead of a three-on-two handicap match so don't give up so that takes us into the next matchup this feud that will not die brie bella uh in a one hand tying behind her back match against summer ray um goes to show about one the hand tied behind her back so she can although it wasn't even match. it wasn't even really a tie it was more like a belt kind of thing with a loop so that, i don't know so maybe they had it specialty made or something this match 
made me think that uh, Bird Law was in effect. Bird Law was in effect on this one. Uh, Summer Rae ends up getting the loss. Brie Bella with the win. Nikki Bella seems so frustrated because how could why would she do this? And she's doing it to make me mad and whatever. Doug, what do you think about this? I think you guys handled that beautifully. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Everything <laughs> bird law. Bird law is not governed by reason. So uh so yeah, next we got a backstage segment with uh Kane and he's checking out a fruit basket, going, the hell is this? And then we get to see Miz and Ashley Remington was backstage. Who? Ashley Remington was backstage. I don't know who that is. He's a Chikara guy. Oh. He Sorry. gives people fruit baskets when he beats them. Oh, nice. Classy guy. Yeah. Maybe he was going. the one who delivered it. Yeah. Um, so Miz and Miz Dow are backstage and uh, talking to Kane, and Kane is feeling offended by the presence of them and offended by the fruit basket. And, you know, if this is your way to apologize, it didn't work. Because uh, Taylor was too offended at first, but then he, like, he accepted it and he was real happy about it. So yeah. maybe if Kane just gives him a chance. All we are saying is give fruit a chance. Um, Yeah, Kane didn't want the fruit basket and put Miz in a matchup with Sheamus. Sandow wanted uh, it. Sandow wanted Yeah, he was like, well, fine. If you don't want it, we're taking it back. Takes the the fruit basket. So so good, good stuff there. Uh, next up, we got to see Jack Swagger going up against Tyson Kidd and their Natty's wife, Natty's wife, Natty's husband, wife. whatever. Um, so they're playing off the turmoil that uh, is going on apparently between Tyson Kidd and Natalia. Um, Unstable marriage. Do you happen to see the shiner on Jack Swagger's eye? Man, did you, Doug? No, I don't think so. He had a black eye. So um, I don't know how I missed that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, it was funny because, like, you know, there, you know, there have been times where they put makeup on to to sell a, an right. injury or something like that. And you know, I told my girlfriend, I was like, "Oh, dude, you know, Swagger's got a shiner," and she was like, "Is that fake or real?" I was like, "No, that's, that one's real." I was like, "They don't come out non-story purposes, you know, right. just to have it." It was like, you "No, that's beat, bro." If it's fake, they would be like talking about it. Yeah. Oh, you see the the shiner? That's because you know. His girlfriend beat his ass. Zeb Coulter slapped some f- independence into his eye. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Jack Swagger's eye seceding. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're going to make that. I don't know. Never mind. Uh, so Jack Swagger ends up defeating Tyson Kidd via submission. Uh, Tyson Kidd seemed upset by that. He was looking at Natalia all weird. Um. I guess just something to play into A, Total Divas, and B, NXT. So, uh, so there Three you go. things, yeah. Three things? The three things. What's the third? Raw, NXT, and Total Divas. Raw, okay. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, so there you go. After that, we got a uh, an interview, <laughs> in air quotes, by Michael Cole with Roman Reigns. I'll be back soon. Only one question in the interview. How are you doing? Uh... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. How yeah. It was, hey, Roman Reigns, haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Michael. Uh, the doctor said my recovery's going well. Didn't give me a timetable for return, but when yeah. I return, it's gonna, I'm going to be... Kicking people's asses. Kicking people's asses, and you can believe that. 
fisting. Fisting. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. So, I would much rather be <laughs> in Brooklyn. You gotta, you gotta ease your way in there, you gotta, man. Yeah, you gotta you for a while, and then you're like, okay, okay. Unless you have like a loose butthole. <laughs> You gotta stop doing this. Uh, so, next up, we got to see El Torito going up against Mini Gator. Uh, and at first, I was like, all right, we're gonna get to see Slater Gator going up against. I thought Los it was gonna Matadors. be trios. Or even that. That would have been fine, be, too. I thought it was gonna be trios teams. But nay, to my dismay and displeasure, it was hey. El Torito going up against it's still Mini cool Gator. I see the Gator roll, what uh, Gator did to. Or, Hornswoggle did to uh, Heath Slater. Was it Slater or Tyson? I don't remember. It was definitely Slater. Oh. It was Slater. But, uh, yeah, fans were definitely not into that. It's the first time I've ever heard a this is stupid chant. Um, but the fans definitely weren't into it. I personally wasn't into it. Um, I don't know. How about you guys? No, I mean, it, I didn't hate it, but I like I have a tolerance for certain like spots on the card, I think just personally, I think like certain spots on the card you can get away with trying a little comedy. It wasn't success. They usually fail at comedy in general. The WWE does, yeah. and I didn't think this was good. I think it's a mistake to focus on Torito and the Mini Gator, other than Slater Gator as a they team. They had a feud anyway, so yeah, yeah. I mean, we all see two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a mistake to focus on that instead of Slater Gator. I think you can still do comedy with focusing on Slater Gator because they play off of each other pretty well. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but I didn't, like, I, I mean, just personally, I didn't see, like, the need to get up in arms about it. There are plenty, I mean, I, I just, there's a big disconnect between what I appreciate as a wrestling fan and what a lot of people as a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and some stuff that doesn't bother me bothers other people, I guess. And um, some stuff that people <laughs> think is awesome, I think is totally lame. I don't like yeah. the mix they've been doing with uh, all them plus Adam Rose and the Bunny. You're right. Like, too many mascots. Adam Rose and Bunny, I know they're doing because mascots, I know that. But just let them, let, I guess, the Matadoras versus, you know, Slater Gator. That's right. Let them do their thing. I'm cool with them doing comedy. I just wish the matches were about Slater Gator being a dysfunctional team that's learning to get like get on the same page and become like successful. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the story. I think I think the story is like these guys are, you know, like learning how to be a tag team while they're dysfunctional, and then once they get on the same page, they become like successful, even though they're still sort of a bit dysfunctional. Yeah, that's the story. I don't think the story is Hornswoggle versus Torito. I think that's the part that like disappointed me the most. It's right. like. You know, you got a tag team. They're actually developing with each other. You know, right. they have good chemistry with one another. With the time to break them up. You know, yeah, exactly. That's what they're going to end up doing. But um, you know, it's like, why are we not trying to put focus on that instead? You know, like, it's like somewhere backstage, someone was like, you know, it would be a good idea. Let's have these two do it. Let's let's have Torito and Hornswoggle face off, rather than developing. Slater Gator further. I'm even cool with Hornswoggle in the Gator suit accompanying them mm-hmm. to the ring. I yeah. Just, I just think that it's uh, the focus should be about them learning how to become a tag team. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yep. 
just just don't like it. But I mean, um, not learning, but you know, like learning how to work well together. Right. You know? I mean, it's just come on, guys. We're supposed to be providing the best entertainment around. Like as as this, try, they were trying in the segment. It just it was just written stupidly. Like they yeah. said, you're gonna do this, and it was a dumb thing to tell everyone involved to do. Mm-hmm. The guys in the thing were trying their best to make it like yeah. good. They just it was hard to work with what they were given. I mean, the only the only thing that was going through my head, like I know that the WWE doesn't have any competition right now. You know, speaking logistically, aside from Monday Night Football, which is going to crush them no matter what. You know, as far as a wrestling product promotion, I'm sorry, TNA fans, it's just it's not close. Um, but you know, I was thinking as I was watching this match, I was like, if they had put this on during the Monday Night Wars or something, like they would have been crushed by WCW. Like, doesn't really matter what they were doing. Like, they could have had Disco Inferno versus Glacier, and this it probably would have had more viewers. Well, but, I mean, that's the. That's why you're getting the caliber show you get because there is no competition. They're totally complacent in like what they are at this point. Mm -hmm. They don't have to try to be any better. But see, I think that's the biggest flaw that they're doing right now is that they need to come out and say what would really get these people talking aside from you know blood and chair shots and and you know sex and language. Like, what product can we put out that would be really good? You know, let's let's tell interesting stories. Let's have great matches. You know, not saying going out and put everyone in twenty minute matches every single night, because that you know that would be draining for the people. Right. But you know, let's have good storytelling. Uh, you know, feuds that pay off, character development. <coughs> you know, I I, just, I think like you said, they're complacent. They're just like, hey, let's just uh, you know let's do this, see if it works. That's uh, like the two things you mentioned are the. I think what hurts their product the most is the feuds don't pay off Mm -hmm. and there is no meaningful development. Everyone, there are, say, your top five, top four guys in the company and then everyone else is in this big, like, glob that's all these guys are equal to each other. No one's differentiated because everybody beats everybody. Yep. It's two or three people vying for the heavyweight championship and then everyone else. You know, this may not make a difference, but I I wonder how it would turn out if they had a wrestler or a writer. You know, someone who has wrestled, doesn't wrestle that much, but for WWE to help them out. You know? Well, that's the thing. It's like NXT is run by people who are in the business. Bookers, not writers. They, they, their stuff's good. Yeah. Whereas... On Raw and SmackDown, they have people who worked on soap operas writing scripts yeah. rather than, hey, here's where, we're, here's where we're leading up to. Here's the big payoff. Like with soap operas, they have stuff that lasts years yeah. before anything ever happens. It's just filler. And that's, that's filler. the thing that drives me nuts. Because it's like they'll switch anything on at the, at, you know, the drop of a hat and, uh, you know, it's it's never referred to again. It's never brought up again. It's just There's a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, change some of that up. Like you look at NXT. Yeah, it's only one hour, so they can you know they have to do more with 
less or whatever. But still, can't teach you that. When they <laughs> when they put on their special events, you know, like the NXT Takeover and Arrival and stuff like that, people are saying like this is some of the best product that's out there. You know, I don't know. I mean, they put on exciting matches, and that's another thing why I think that they should dip down from, like, 12 pay-per-views to 8. Like, make them meaningful so that whenever they go out there, they give it 110%, and you see stuff, and you're like, what? It's not going to happen. I mean, it's not, because they're, they're all about money. You know, what's good for the company? Is this going to piss off the shareholders? And, you know, they're worried too much about that as opposed to what's a good product to put what's out. What's best for business. Sure. Well, I, really, I really don't think it's a fair comparison in Raw and NXT because... And it's not. But. I mean, NXT has all the pluses of Raw proper without any of the hang-ups of Raw proper. Like, mm-hmm. Vince doesn't... Lure, the re- reason people, so many people seem to like NXT so much is because the people, the higher-ups who are, like, at Raw constantly don't fucking pay in, attention to NXT like half as much as they... They sort of let them do their own thing. Yeah. Plus, they have the budget of Raw with, like, mm-hmm. if, if they so desire, they have the budget of Raw. And, of course, they're using it. How else do you get those sort of intros those guys have, right? Like your yeah. Tyler Breeze and all that shit. That's not a shoestring budget shit. Yeah. They've got all the pluses of Raw without people, like, up their ass telling them to change this at mm-hmm. the last minute. They're only booking one hour a week. They're not booking fucking eight hours of TV a week. Yeah. And I don't know that it's fair to the Booker-Writer comparison is a fair thing because everything that I hear from fans today leads me to believe they want writers, not pro wrestling bookers, because hmm. like you said, there is a difference between bookers and writers. And supposedly writers don't give finishes. They bookers give finishes. Writers just like tell the story. They let the agents give the finishes right. from what I understand. I mean, I, I don't work there or know anyone who works there. It's just what I gather from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But when I hear people say they want fucking pro wrestling booking, to me, historically, pro wrestling booking is fucking, I want good guys and bad guys, and these good guys act like good guys, and these fucking bad guys act like act like bad guys. When people say we want these fucking nuanced carriers, that, the, the carriers, these nuanced wrestlers, these nuanced characters, these, like, shades of gray, now that, to me, says fucking current-day TVD, current-day TV writing. We want, mm-hmm. like, a Breaking Bad character. We want... You're asking for shit that TV writers do. Yeah. Pro wrestling bookers historically say, these are dudes who wear the white hats, these dudes who wear the black hats, black hats assholes, white white hats are good guys, they fucking clash, and mm-hmm. that's historically what you want. So I feel like fans are sending mixed, mis- mixed messages of what they want. When you say, I want fucking pro wrestling booking, historically you're not getting these shades of gray characters that you think you're asking right. for. Now I'm not saying it can't be done that way mm-hmm. there. I'm not saying there is not a new twist to put on it, but I'm saying historically what you're asking for and, and, and what you're, you're getting what you're saying you want. I think in a way, I don't think you're sending the right message of you're saying like, this is what I want. You don't really know what you're asking for is what I right. think I'm saying. So I think it's a little bit unfair to say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but traditional pro wrestling is good guys and bad guys, and right. TV writers are this new, like, Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad. These are these shades of great characters that people say they want. Mm-hmm. That's fucking TV writers, guys. Yep. And we're also we're also <coughs> in an age where, you know, similar to Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's good to be bad. You know, like, a, a lot of people like the attitude, the, the you know... They want the anti-heroes rather than good guy, bad guy. They want bad guy who does you know cool stuff and yeah, well, oh, it's good to be bad. Everyone be anti-hero. 
I mean, with the exception of Rusev, when Mark Henry's a bad guy, people love it. When Big Show's a bad guy, people love it. You know, it's yeah, just, but Rusev because they're playing into their like patriotism. Yeah. I'm not saying that pro wrestling bookers can't give you shades of great characters. I'm not saying they never have. I'm saying traditionally, generally, they give you good guys versus bad guys. Right. And when you say I want pro wrestling booking, I think you're not asking you're not asking for the shades of gray that you think you're asking for. Yeah. Is my opinion. I mean, I may, I may be wrong, and, and I'm not saying you can't twist the formula and do it a new way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like historically, I don't think it's fair to say that. Well, like the thing. Things it just popped in my head as you know as we're having this conversation. When we get to a pay per view and they have the highlight package before it, the the promo, you know they tell the story leading up to the matchup, right? So it takes hours to get the right edit and the right sound effects and filters and everything like that. So they they have you know these guys have to do a lot of work to make some of the stories look important. You know, I'd like to see it where they don't have to try as where where these guys don't have to work as hard. Make it to where the story tells itself, and it's just like, hey, here's a 30 second recap of what's of what's really going on, like why these guys hate each other, why these guys are fighting so much, rather than oh he won a match and so now he gets a championship title, and it's filler. Yeah. You know, I want I want good wrestling, which. I'm totally fine with a five-minute matchup on on television. I'm I have no problem with that as long as it's not wasting my time. As long as I don't feel like it's something that's filler, um, which a lot of the matches can be. You know, some of them just are. That's just how it is. Um, payoffs. You know, I want to see the bad guy get his in the end. I want there to be a feeling of going, yeah, finally it happened. You know, and it's just like. You know, going back to the Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton feud that lasted however many months. When when Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania, that was the big payoff. But in my mind, it wasn't like, yeah. Like, in my mind, it should have been Orton tapping out, not Batista. Like, I know they want to try and set up the feud for later. Oh, I lost the title and I didn't even tap out or anything. But, you know, you want to make the person who has tortured you for this long to to be the one that you get the the one up on as opposed to Batista who was thrown into the match and you know cuz that was their original plan and the fans took over for that but like the big payoff for me would have been either Dana Bryan pinning Randy Orton middle of the ring 1 2 3 or making him tap out but you know we got what we got I was I was totally happy with seeing Dana Bryan's hand raised in victory at WrestleMania. Yeah. But it's like, you know, and I went back and, and listened to a couple episodes of, of the podcast um, to try and get something together for our 200th episode. And I listened to uh, how we were talking about the Undertaker-Lesnar set, uh, uh, feud leading up to WrestleMania. And there, the, the reason why it's so shocking and why people, I feel, were so up in arms about it is because they didn't do anything to lead up to that match they had a contract signing and lesnar gave an f5 to undertaker like shining signing whatever for the most part that was it taker did stab play him and stand with a pin which was pretty rad yeah (laughs) but like other than that like it wasn't the big payoff that i feel like something like that deserved well i remember like i remember talking about that too and i think part of our problem was 
we were critiquing the angle leading up mm-hmm. with the anticipation that Taker was going to win. We were like, why is Taker like, is like <laughs> shutting him down all these weeks just so he can go and win at Mania? Where's the tension in there? Yeah. The whole time, maybe it was not a last minute call because the whole, if you look at the weeks up to it, Taker bested him like every week. And right. you're like, like, that's not how you build a fucking feud. Like, exactly. Create doubt, you know? Like, <laughs> and then you, the shock was because. But we were critiquing it based on an assumed outcome. Right. Yeah. So we were like, Taker is, of course, winning, so why is he handing him his ass all these weeks mm-hmm. up to Mania? I just, I don't know. I feel like they have one focus right now, and that is the Cena-Ambrose-Rollins triangle. That is their main focus, and everything else is hearsay. They're like, oh, we'll throw that together, you know, leading up to Hell in a Cell. And that bothers me. Why can they not focus on multiple things why can't they have okay we're gonna have these three writers for the main event title or or whatever storyline that is we're gonna have two or three guys for this one we're gonna have two or three guys for this story you know well i feel like rusev is right book strongly book consistently and has received attention so i feel like that's another guy who's on the right track like Mm -hmm. however you feel about the angle however you feel about rusev he is booked strongly and he's booked consistently feel like the AJ fucking page stuff they've stuck with. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of how they're booking it, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's gotten attention. Yeah. So I don't think it's exclude. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's, like even there's as- so many fucking guys that it feels like if they only pick a couple of spots that they don't do anything with most of their roster because their roster's fucking huge. Yeah. But, but I mean, like even with the whole Bella segments or whatever that they're doing now, you know, all the only progression in the story that they're having is oh well now Brie has to have a match with her hand tied behind her back like Nikki did that's it that's the only progression that they're doing with it that's because their their premise is weak to begin with they're like trying to build on a shitty foundation right but like I just I um, I would like to see more establishment like have the first hour focused on tag title and minor like intercontinental Second hour, U.S. title and up and coming guys. You know, third hour, that's where the focus is for the for the main title. Have we ever had this before? It's like it seems like I know we always talk about like you know after this feud's you know done, who's this person gonna mm-hmm. fight or whatever. But like to me, it's always felt like we've had at least two things going when it's come to main event guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. At least two main things. Like, okay, we have this guy's match with this guy's too, but now it seems like it's just one thing. Or or, or have we had that before? Or it's just focused? Because I know uh, what's-his-face well, is out of the picture, um, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Well, we've – in recent history, we've had two titles, so there's been right. like two main events. Well, quote, that's unquote. True. That's true. They that's didn't true. treat them as equals, but they were, quote-unquote, two main events. Right. But, you know, go back, and I hate to, you know, make the comparison because everyone's going to side on uh, on the Attitude Era, but go back to when, before the ECW and WCW invasion and all that, you still had a lot of star power. You had Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Undertaker. That's just five off the top of my head, you know, that could have been trying to build towards the title match. You know, then they were in DX, the ministry, the corporation. You know, I'm not saying let's rehash all of these, ministry but everyone had something else to do 
while someone was vying for the title. And I feel like that's the biggest problem right now. There's, you know, everyone is just like a two or three week, you know, rehash feud or, you know, something like that. Because no one's booked consistently enough to to where you have guys that you feel about the way you feel about those guys. Yeah. I mean, I stumbled over my words. I maybe didn't make my point, but none of the guys they have now, with the exception of maybe Daniel Bryan, with the exception of Punk, who's gone now, Bryan's out as well. Mm-hmm. With the exception of those guys, and they haven't booked anyone else consistently enough to where you can put them to a point where you're like, okay, this guy's made regardless of, you know, what they're doing with him now. Like, mm-hmm. he's achieved a status that he's not going to come back down from. Right. You don't have those guys right now. And that's that's the biggest problem. Like, they need to have, okay, what happens if Cena goes out with an injury? What happens if Orton goes out with an injury? Well, we've got Daniel Bryan. We've got Bray Wyatt. We've got Roman Reigns. Okay, what if those guys go out with an injury? Well, we've got such and such, such and such, such and such. You know, I feel like, you know, they, they don't have backup plans for their backup plans, you know. It's just, ah, just... Well, I don't even think you need backup plans for your backup plans. Right. They just don't have backup plans at all. Like, yeah. I mean, and then once something happens, they like rush to do something out of nowhere with a guy who wasn't getting the level of treatment that he's now getting. So it feels disjointed. It feels awkward. It feels mm-hmm. like a, a rush of job because that's what it is. It's like they bring someone in, you know, all right, we got this great plan for you. And it's like, well... That didn't really work out, so best of luck, kid. And it's like, no, come on, establish this guy. Do something with him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, some of these guys just aren't going to make it because not mm-hmm. every guy makes it. To not every right. get, not everybody on the roster is going to be, like, a guy. Even if I'm sure everybody on the roster is someone's favorite wrestler, regardless mm-hmm. of how stupid you think they are. But not every one of those guys is going to be like a, a main eventer or like right. a, or an ace of a company. But when they they don't do a good job with like the momentum that guys get, they don't do a good job mm-hmm. of follow through. They do they don't do a good job of like booking guys consistently. They they have this parody booking system where everybody has to beat everybody, and so it doesn't matter when you beat someone because everyone else has already beat that guy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't honestly know how you fix that at this point in the problem because you can't go back to squash matches because the crowd will reject that. You can't mm-hmm. do three hours of squash. You can't do two hours of squash matches. You just can't because the fans of this day demand a, a certain caliber I mean, of have match that on, on TV. main event or something. For Even then, I feel like people would reject them. I mean, yeah. the people that are watching, but because those are the, those are the shows where they give – Guys who aren't given given any shine on like the big shows, Curtis Axel and Kofi Kingston. Those guys get twenty minute matches on their shows. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think there's an easy fix. I think it's like a rehaul of the way you do things, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like Chikara, just hit that reset button. <laughs> uh, no reset buttons with Chikara, man. They fucking all that continuity still there. They're right back where they <laughs> left off. Chikara took a break. They didn't hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. They let everyone. Uh, Recharge their batteries. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's just too much content and they don't know what to do with. Well, I think that's a fair point. I think for your average fan, that is too much content. Mm-hmm. Like, I will sit and watch a bunch of shitty wrestling for a bunch of hours. That's just because I'm built that way. Like, yeah. that's how I'm wired. I don't know. But your average fan, it's too much. They don't 
care that much or they can't sit through that much or they have other things they'd rather do or would would you guys rather uh raw stay at three hours or go back to two i mean two for sure but it's not but it's just because i can feel like they can like i will sit through three hours but i feel like they could they could streamline i don't know if they would but they Mm -hmm. could like streamline it and yeah I just don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I think. I don't know. <laughs> but there. But you're not like. You're not going to get a reduction in content at this point. Like there, they have a network. They have like, if anything else, they're in the business of creating more content. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see a day anytime soon where they're going to take a step back and reduce their content. Yeah, they want content now. They do, and you know, I think it's going to hurt them because. Their focus isn't solely on their own product. Their focus is on, okay, how can we be trending? How can we be talked about? Who can we bring in that's gonna, you know, give us some star power? Uh, how is our next movie doing? You know, where, you know, how's how's the Total Diva show doing? It's just, I I feel like their attention is going so many different directions, whereas it needs to be, they they need to try and focus on their current product as opposed to other you know, product. Like the the WWE films puts out mediocre films every time. You know, I don't want to bash on, you know, Total Divas, but I would feel like, you know, that could probably be better. You know, Raw could be better. SmackDown could be better. Superstars, main event and all that. But I just, I don't know. I feel like they're going in too many different directions when they need to be focusing on what Add made more, them. What, more stuff like more Legends House. Well, they need to focus on what made them that big in order to make it better. Yeah, but that's a regime thing, and I don't think you should hold your breath to see those those type of changes as long as Vince yeah. is alive and in, in, in charge of this company. Maybe when Trips, maybe when Trips takes the reins full on himself when Vince is gone, yeah. which probably means Vince is dead because I don't see him giving it up. And not to be morbid, but I don't see him giving it up as long as he's alive. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably like have to be medically brought out of the arena. You know, I mean, to... like you you hear about wrestlers who die in the ring or wrestlers who say they want to die in the ring. I'm sure Vince will die in fucking gorilla. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I mean. But I mean, like, I don't holding your holding your breath for this to change. This is this is Vince wants like what you what you're getting, or you wouldn't yeah. be doing it. So he has the final word. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know how we went down that rabbit hole. We sort of spiraled down. Like, hey, uh, like I said, you know, when there's not a whole lot to talk about on Raw, there, you know, we ha- we have we have some pretty good debates and 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 chit chats like this. I like that. So uh sets us apart. Um, so next up, uh, going back to Raw, we saw Rusev and Lana come out to, dis- to discuss what had happened the previous week with That's Big Show. That's the part how, like, those are the guys who can't stay on topic. That's how we make our <laughs> <laughs> No, we have good debates and good good chit-chat. Oh, that's, so that that's They can it. chime in. You know, we do what other podcasts won't. Uh, we actually have good talks. So Rusev <laughs> comes out. Um with Lana talking about what happened with Big Show and WWE had to issue an apology and, you know, Russia's great. But that brought out The Rock, who happened to be in town. He came out, crowd went nuts. Uh, I don't know how your guys' reactions were, but I didn't really pop as, as, as big as I felt like I should have. Well, 
I wasn't like entirely surprised, mm-hmm. or I wasn't entirely caught off guard because I read that he was in like this in Brooklyn, oh, like yeah, on yeah, on the yeah. internet I earlier in the day, well. and which doesn't always mean something because that happens a hundred times and you never mm-hmm. see those guys. So, but it wasn't just like a fresh like it was somewhere subconsciously in the back of my mind. I guess that he could be there. So and then once you once you heard the music hit, you're yeah, like, oh, oh well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, they were right. Oh. Um, I don't know. How about you, Tyler? How did you feel when, when I the popped music? a little bit? Yeah. Um. So the rock comes out. Fans yeah. are going nuts. I mean, I don't want to downplay it. Like I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like I was so. I was obviously like my interest was peaked because I didn't know what they were going to do with it, and right. obviously the rock's not there very often. So it's not like I was like, oh, who uh, gi- I was. Who gives a fuck? But uh, like the rock. Yeah. <laughs> But I just like it wasn't like I guess like reading it earlier sort of took the edge mm-hmm. off. Like I sort of not expected it, but knew that it was a possibility or whatever. Right. So that when you heard the music, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, He's, yeah, there you go. So, certainly a surprise that he came out for this. Yeah. So he came out to address you know Rusev and Lana, uh, giving Lana some compliments, saying, "Hey, up close, you look really good. Uh, it's just too bad that you." Before we get into this shit, and because you're talking about Lana and the Rock, how? She looked so fucking giddy that she was in the ring with The Rock. She <laughs> lo- almost lost herself like three times. She yeah. they had to cut away from her because she was so like smiley and so like you could tell she was just like I'm in the ring <laughs> with her. <laughs> He's talking to me. <laughs> right. She almost lost her shit like three times. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, he was you know telling her, man, you you look good, and I think I think a lot of people will agree to that. Uh, you know, then he did his his. His rock mannerisms, basically talking about Rusev pulling his pants up to his nipples and how <laughs> she looks like a lady of the night, and you know, it's a you know, you, you you look very beautiful. It's just a shame that you hide the what drink was it? I forget. It was like you put some kind of drink, uh, Smirnoff, Smirnoff, uh, tucked tucked up your ass or something like that. Up your Putin. Up your Putin. So uh, yeah, so he came out, did his did his shtick basically, um, and then uh, Rusev gave a threat to him, get out of the ring, and you know more shtick from from The Rock, and he delivers the first blow and goes on the on the offensive of Rusev and takes him out, knocks him out of the ring. Um, so overall thoughts, what what do you think about it? Well, I don't think you can like talk about this without addressing like. The fact that there is a huge disparity between the level that The Rock is over anytime he's on the show and anybody else on the show. Like, yeah. you can't ever take that away from the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, he's not on TV as much as these other guys. Right. But you can't, you just, you have to acknowledge the disparity between how fucking amp the crowd is when mm-hmm. he's there and anybody else on the card at any other time. Unless Daniel Bryan walked through those, those curtains, you would not get a similar reaction. And maybe even then, still, you know, yeah. who knows? Now, well, I mean, just the way that the fans were chanting right. yes during Brie Bella. Sure. So. Sure, but you can't not acknowledge like the excitement. He, I'm pretty critical of The Rock, and I will continue to be as long as I feel like I should be. But you can't ever take that away from the fucking guy. Yeah. Regardless that he has a much like Lesnar, he has a, a leg up on these guys because he's not around all the time, so he feels special when he's there. Mm-hmm. They weren't expecting him, but still, even then, even if they knew that's, he's still crazy fucking over. Yeah. You can't take it away from the guy. And 
And he knows how to ham up the crowd. And that's yeah, sure. I mean, it was all cheap heat. Like, he had no real reason to be there. It was all cheap heat. Because you're all chanting, Derek Jeter. Like, it we're was, in Detroit. Why would we chant that? I mean, it was all cheap heat. It was New York, New York. He's like, name the five beer, uh, not, name the five boroughs, Derek Jeter, Jay-Z, Beastie Boys reference, and then I'm throwing hands with you. You know, yeah. like, you know, that's... <laughs> I mean... He's one one shot away from Mick Foley doing the right here in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, he fucking did. He, yeah. I mean, he, he he did it his own way, you yeah. know. So I mean, there was no real reason for him to be there. So all, however crazy he got the crowd was all off a of cheap. It is all off of like he he knows how to make people fucking get excited that mm-hmm. he's there. You can't take it away from the guy, right? And I know why they did what they did. I just don't understand. I mean, I know what they were doing. I just don't understand why they did it. Yeah. And I don't know what it accomplished. I ah, just happened to be in the area. I've seen what you want. Well, I mean, not not from a kayfabe standpoint. I mean, from right. a, like a business standpoint. I mean, like, I understand that it was halftime of the NFL, and that's why yeah. he was there. But I don't understand why, what it does for them business-wise to pop their rating only on the halftime show of the mm-hmm. NFL. What does that mean to people who are trying to buy ad time? I don't know. Like, hey, as long as those guys aren't on, then, like, why wouldn't they just go buy ads with the NFL? Why would they right. wait to buy ads, like, for halftime in the NFL here? Like, just go buy ads. During, if they're going to spend that much money, it's probably a neg- negligible difference between buying ad time there and buying ad time for the NFL. So I don't know why. And furthermore, I don't know why it was with Rusev. Not that I mind rock, rock working with, like, a, a lesser dude or, like, giving a guy a rub, but he didn't give him a fucking rub. Yeah. He fu- he he. T- he Made fun of him for ten minutes and then whooped his ass. <laughs> Rusev didn't even flex on the dude. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't even act like he was gonna fucking do anything. I will to crush him. you. Right. I mean, Rusev didn't do one thing but get hit. Yeah. And he's like your strongest, most consistent, most well built guy. And Rock was like fucking just jumped him. You know. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Where do you draw the line? Like Rock's a legend, sure. Rock is a guy who deserves X amount of clout. But where do you draw the line and say? Rock's 40 years old. Like, he just doesn't chump everybody anymore. Was it me, or did he just look really tired? He looked fucking tired. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's running his ass ragged. Yeah. He's all over. He's doing all these fucking movies. I take nothing away from the guy. I'm sure he has a fucking tremendous work ethic. I'm sure he's fucking busting his ass all day, yeah, every yeah. day. And I'm not mad at him if he's going to come fucking make some money. Come make some fucking money. Mm-hmm. Good on you, bro. But I don't understand, like, WWE's side. I don't know why. We're going to have him come in. And basically, bitch slap our high, you know, highest pushed heel right now. Right. With the exception of Lesnar. Right. Yeah, that'll make sense. <laughs> I mean, we're before we. I mean, yeah, like Rusev didn't do shit. Like he got punched. Yeah. Rock made fun of him for fifteen minutes. Then he shit canned him, and that was it. Which is fine. Like you, I understand you don't bring the Rock in to get chomped out. Right. But where do you draw the line? When is it do we when do we finally say like the rock doesn't just automatically bitch everyone out when mm-hmm. he's in there? I guess the, the the argument to that is when he stops being that fucking over. Yeah. But still what does it do for the other guy? I don't or how much more would it do for Rusev if Rusev would have gotten well, the offense on the rock? <laughs> Rusev could have stood his fucking ground with him for a little bit. Like right. they go back and forth and then rock shake hands I'm fine. Right. But Rusev just stood there with his punch, dick punch, in his hand, punch, getting punch, made punch, fun punch, of. Spit punch, go over the top rope. Rusev stood there with his dick in his hand, getting made fun of. He got his girl hit on in front of him, and then Rock shit cans him. <laughs> and he's your best built heel, most mm-hmm. consistently booked. I mean, I don't know. 
I get like you don't bring the rock in to look like a dick and he would never agree. I mean, like a chump and he would never agree to that anyway. But like where do we finally say like no. guy, <laughs> when do we finally say like rock, you gotta make the other guy look good too? God damn. It's he, great that the rock is over, but the rock's only here every fucking six months. He's gotta piss off Vince McMahon or something like that. I don't know. Like I I'm not even mad about it. Like, I know what they're doing. I just don't understand what they get out of what they're doing and why they would go through with it. How does that help the current product? Sure, it was, like, unexpected and, like, fun for The Rock to come out, but, like, I don't know what it does in the bigger Mm -hmm. picture other than them saying, like, yeah, X amount of people tuned over to our channel during the halftime. I don't even understand why that's important anyway. All 10,000 of them. And then they switched back over once the segment was over and football went back to its I mean, if you can't, if you can't, really compete with NFL then like don't try the little cheap like cheap like scams of getting over them just like Mm -hmm. try to make the show the best you can and like some people will tune over some people won't and like the people you do have will feel better about the product and spread the word in the meantime I don't know and that's why I keep saying if they if they have a better if they focus more on their product now then they won't have to worry about when NFL is at halftime because they'll have that audience and then when something more spectacular happens, they'd be like, dude, you know, it's just, ah, just, I mean, maybe, maybe this is a great business move. I don't know. I completely talking out of my ass when it comes to the business. It just doesn't make sense to me, but that could totally be because I'm ignorant of the business mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, I, it's, that, it's way out of my pay league and way about way out of my weight class. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. I just don't <laughs> also, also just from the product standpoint, I don't see what it does either. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I read a lot of comments where they're like, I'll I'll DVR raw. It's, there's you know, I'll just fast forward through everything because there's nothing worth watching. That's why I watch the NFL. That's why I watch Monday Night Football. It's like give them a reason to be like, uh, you know, I'm not really following these two teams. I think I'll watch Raw instead. Like they're they're putting on a good product. Yeah. Like that's what they need to be doing. Not going okay. NFL's at at halftime. You know, throw the rock out there. I mean, I'm part of the problem because I'm not ever, I'm not going to not watch. Like, I don't care about football. Like, I'm going to watch Torito and Hornswoggle matches till the cows come home before I ever flip <laughs> over to, to Monday Night Football because right. I just don't give a fuck. But I, even then, I don't understand, like, wh- how they, mm-hmm. what, how what they did helps them in any way. Yeah. Other than people say, hey, did you know The Rock was on Raw last night? Yeah. After you missed it or. You know. Since he didn't switch over at halftime, right, and then like he, everyone else, he's does. not going to be here until you know whenever he comes back. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Because it definitely broke the monotony of the show, but it's yeah. hard to see like what positives it. I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? What do you think of the Rock being there? Um, for me, it I I felt like it didn't really help Rusev at all. Yeah, it was just there, like, hey. Rock's here, and let's let's see how he, what's gonna happen. We we put him not put him against Rusev, but kind of yeah. But I don't know. I I did pop, but I was like, yeah, it's really not doing nothing for me. And the problem that I have with this is because, or, or the problem that I have with it now is that, you know, The Rock got the one up on Rusev. Yeah. For weeks they've been booking Rusev very strongly. If someone gets the one up on him, he takes him out. He can't do that now. Rock came in. Did his business, and now he's gone. We don't know when we're going to see him again. Rusev's never going to be able to, to touch him. So what's he going to do? It's like, oh, you just got punked. You know? Yeah. He needs. That's why I think, uh, you know, maybe he should have been on the offensive a little bit, or even you know, taking out the Rock. 
that yeah. people would have been like, "Oh my God, did you see what happened to the Rock? He came back on Raw, and this this guy, this big guy, just like demolished him." Hmm. You know, like that would have built up Rusev better. You know, it would have made it more important. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. But after that, we got to see uh, Paige team up with Alicia Fox to go up against AJ and Emma. Um, Emma was pretty much doing all the offensive while doing her dance, and AJ didn't seem to like that any, basically trying to tell her, hey, go for the cover. What are you doing? Why are you not going for the cover? Why are you you dancing? Screw this. I'm out. So uh, AJ bailed on Emma. Total face thing to do. Total champion thing to do. Not what I like to see out of my baby faces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the, that's all the rage with the kids these days. So One of the comments that I saw was was pretty funny. It was like, uh, um, I'm paraphrasing at this. It was like, oh, the person who does all the skipping doesn't like it when someone's dancing. So it's like, fair enough. Where's the where's the direction for that? But uh, Paige and Alicia Fox end up getting the victory after Emma was left all alone. No dancing time for Emma after that. So. Uh, but after that, we got to see a video package for Eric Rowan. I know last week we got to see one for Luke Harper. And at the beginning of Raw, we got to see one for Luke Harper as well. But now they're doing one for Eric Rowan as well. These are pretty fucking good. Yeah. They seem to me to make more sense right off the bat. I feel mm-hmm. like they're like, it's more basic. It's more why it's saying, hey, this is why these guys are with me. And this is what I'm doing for these guys. Yeah. These guys don't have whatever and this is what i'm giving him that's why they they come that's why they roll with me and you know we're coming look at the fuck out you know? yeah and they're good creepy videos i mean they're mm-hmm. the good creepy shit that everyone liked about the whites in the first place yeah but minus all the fucking back back talk that doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. and more of a hey you know this is why this guy does what he does and you better look out yeah so and i'm cool with that and there's speculation that you know these video packages are bray wyatt saying I'm releasing them on you, you know, like everything I've taught them, I am unleashing them to go and be destructive as they want. Um, So it looks like, you know, we'll either see them team up for a little bit longer or maybe we'll see, you know, Harper do the singles run, Rowan do the singles run, because there's rumor going around that they're going to be bringing in more, you know, quote, members. And I think they said the Ascension might be joining Bray Wyatt. Like, that would be their way to, to come in to the main roster. Um, I think you can do that and keep, and then just have Harper and Rona singles, guys. Yeah. I feel like they can't, or not that they can, I feel like it would be hard for them to continue with the same gimmick if they weren't with Wyatt. Right. Unless they're just going to, like, wean people off of it and slowly change them into just regular wrestler dudes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Put them in tights. With their fucking beards or whatever. Right. But I don't know. Their look is sort of like a good portion of why they're so appealing, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I That makes sense to me, and I can see them doing it. I'd rather them just, him just like, you know, have them as singles guys, but be affiliated still. You know what I'm saying? Right. But rather, as, a, as opposed to, you know, similar to Dean Ambrose, whenever he broke away from the Shield, he went to Jeans and a Wife Beer. Like, Stay, stay how you are. Still be affiliated. Bad example because Ambrose and Reigns act like they didn't fucking know each other. Yeah, say they have a common enemy. They act like they didn't fucking know each other when they broke up. Right. right. Don't do that right, to right. Harper and Rowan. Right, right. Have them still be affiliated with Bray Wyatt. Right. Like he's still he's still the guy. He gives occasional orders, you know. But 
we are we're on our own you know we're here to do what we want when we want um in the name of bray wyatt sure um and then you can bring the new guys in as bray wyatt you know you know explores their minds and you know helps them see the light or whatever it is that they're going to do i kind of i kind of like having bray wyatt be sort of the manager type you know and but he's not afraid to get his hands dirty right like you know i'm okay with them having bray wyatt on a limited wrestling schedule but more of the voice for for these guys i'm cool with that so um but I don't know. We'll have to see. Because I know a lot of people are upset. They're like, they're breaking up the Wyatt family. It's all over. And wait. I think, I think if they if they're breaking them up, you don't get the style of vignettes. Right. Like if they're if they're breaking it up and they're not gonna be affiliated, like they would just I I think they would just take them off TV and then come back as something else after you've right. forgotten or they've been off long enough for you to stop giving a fuck that they were the Wyatts in the first place. Right. I think they're still gonna be their Wyatt family character. Right. Uh, but they're just sort of doing their own thing. Singles run instead of that, right. guys. Right. So we'll have to see. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see how that all uh, plays out. So uh, after that, we got to see The Miz go up against Sheamus. Focus from the crowd was not on the match. It was on Damian Mizdow uh, for his interpretation of what Miz was doing in the ring. Um, every time Miz would throw a kick, Sandow would throw a kick. Even um, the commentators were... Yeah, the commentators <laughs> were bringing attention to it. Uh, even whenever Miz went for a pin, uh, Damian Mizdow dropped down on the on the, on the the ground, and uh, the crowd was definitely loving that, so he definitely stole the show. Um, what do you, you guys think about this this moment, this matchup? I, I mean, guess. I focused on him yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Just to see how he was, what all he was doing, and... Uh, you know, he got involved in the matchup a little bit, and the crowd ate it up. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, doing the stunt double Mizdow thing, I think that's probably the best thing that has happened for him in quite a long time. And uh, the crowd is starting to appreciate his work in it. So, um, I don't know. How about you, Doug? What do you think? I mean, I think it's a good spot for him. I've sort of said that for a while now that I feel like it's uh, like an interesting way to use him. And mm-hmm. This is some of the... the that rare comedy that works that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, but it's not overly manufactured. They're sort of just being like, hey, your Miz is stunt double. Like, go do whatever the fuck you think that means. And he sort of, like, does what he thinks works, you know? Yeah. And as he gets good reactions, he'll probably, like, tailor it to how people are responding, you know? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel like they said, hey, mimic the Miz, everything he does, it feels like they said, hey, you're a stunt double. Go do whatever you think that means. And he sort of... Ran with it. Yeah, he sort of interpreted how he wanted to do it, and people mm-hmm. react to that. So. And because you can tell when they're like, "This is what you're gonna do," yeah. like it sort of fills more often that way. You know? Yeah. And kind of uh, what we were talking about last week, where you know it was like, "Oh wait, you know, let's have Sandal, you know, take the finishing maneuver and stuff like that." That's, they did that, yeah. but, but without him being directly in the match. Right, which I like, and that, right. that prompted Miz to get the victory uh, over Sheamus. So, you know, good you know, good use of him there. So I enjoyed that at least. Um, so Miz ends up getting the victory. Uh, not a lot to take away from the matchup, but like I said, uh, Miz Dow was definitely the, uh, the star of that moment. Uh, after that, we got to see Joan London come out and uh, talk about her fight with cancer. They acknowledged the cancer survivors in the audience as well. And this is a good way to, you know, 
to talk about what they're doing and why, as opposed to having Kathy Lee and all them break bottles on their butts and dance. Right. Excuse the ignorance, but who, what did she do? Um, I'm not completely familiar. I th- she she's was, like a TV personality. Yeah, or she's, she okay. was on TV either as a news journalist or maybe a soap opera star or something. I'm not. I guess I could have googled it. I don't know. Right. I'm not entirely familiar uh, with her work, right. so I couldn't couldn't completely tell you. But uh, you know, she's obviously a known name, and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad <laughs> that they were able to do this type of work where you know they had someone who's struggled with it, who's been in the in the spotlight of Hollywood or, or, you know, whatever. Um, so I would much rather see this than what we saw with Adam Rose and Kathy Lee and that other chick. Yeah. I so. mean, this is like, uh, this is sort of when they put their classy hat on. And they, yeah. It's a good stuff. But, uh, yeah, she's a journalist, author, and television host. There you, there you go. So, uh, sorry, so, I just didn't know. No, nah, no offense. Go. You just got learned. I did. So, uh, so that brings us into the uh, the main event of the evening: John Cena going up against Seth Rollins, Kane, and Randy Orton. Uh, three on one handicap matchup, uh, short matchup as expected, since especially since the match started like you know two minutes before the top of the hour. Um, ends in a disqualification uh, after Kane breaks up a pen, which is an odd way to end it. Um, but matches in disqualification, which he knew wasn't gonna, you know this wasn't going to have a clean ending uh, due to time, and you know they're not going to pin Cena clean. Um, you know after that, Dean Ambrose's music hits. He brings out a hot dog cart, which was slightly unusual, but it plays into the lunatic that he is. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, brings a hot dog cart out. Um, Kane and Orton, rather than beating up Cena, they decide to just stare at. Ambrose, as he opens the umbrella, pushes it down, um, and he stands there like he's in a western, acting like he's got you know guns on his side, but it's actually ketchup and mustard. And he sprays down Kane and Orton, and they're all no, not condiments, and slipping, sliding around, and falling over, and and then uh, Ambrose grabs the tongs and grabs Rollins right in the hoofpa. So, and his and his the ball sack and his and his we say ball sack and his hot sure. dog wiener, uh, right in the balls, right in the testicles. Um, so yeah, what what did you think about a the match, b the fallout? I mean, the match was nothing. I mean, yeah, it's what you knew you were gonna get, and and b you already knew I hated this. You didn't even have to ask me. <laughs> you didn't even have to ask me. Like I just wanted to, I wanted it on record. Like Dean Ambrose's new gimmick of. I'm more interested in spilling gross stuff on people than like wrestling and <laughs> matches. Is like last not... week was green, this week it's yellow and red. Next week it'll be something blue. No thanks, I'm not interested in, in Ambrose spiller of gross things on people. Like Aww. I don't care. Like that's not for me. After I'd be white. No thank you. And like I'm sure, like I'm sure some asshole on the internet somewhere is gonna say, "Hey guys." Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's getting the Austin push. Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin d- dumped beer on people all the time. Yeah. I just want to like. Yeah, I just, Angle did, did milk on someone. Yeah, and I just want to say right now, like, fuck you, don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, beer is sort of integral to what Stone Cold was as a person and a character. It's sort of like, it's part of who he is. Like, at least I sure fucking hope that hot, like, condiments and hot dog toppings are not integral to Dean Ambrose's slime. character. 
Yeah, like I Do hope that's not. Hot dogs. Like, next, yeah. uh, next he's gonna come out to the hot dog song from the Mickey Mouse Club. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. It's not the same thing. It's not for me. I hate it. Like, <laughs> why is he so interested in <laughs> spilling gross shit on people? Like, what's his thing? Because he's the lunatic friend, you never know what he's gonna do. Wow! Next time, we're gonna, next, next it's gonna be chocolate. After that's pickle juice and pickle juice. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't hate pickles. And syrup. But the juice. That's Income. Whoa! You took that dark. I just did. Why would you do that? Did you say come? Yes, he did. I mean, that I can at least be like, okay, <laughs> he's crazy. He right? really is a lunatic. He's <laughs> ejaculating on people. It wasn't his. Oh God! <laughs> it was in a jar. <laughs> that okay? That that works better with being that would be crazy. He's just <laughs> accumulating people's that semen to dump on people. <laughs> that would be. He's an got interesting the jack off to... jar, <laughs> and he just like <laughs> waits to dump it on people. How interesting would it be if they, so interesting? <laughs> if they if the WWE contacted the local news or whatever said, "Can you so, jack off in this jar no, so we dude, can throw it no, on people?" No, no, no. Let me get to it. If they ran a fake article on the news saying. You know, someone burglarized the local sperm bank. Samples were stolen. No one knows. And then they could talk about it at the beginning of Raw, and that's how they... Well, you would have to be TMZ, because that's how <laughs> yeah, you would know that they're true. in on the work. You'd be like, TMZ's like... WWE's <laughs> reporting. There's a serial sperm bank robber. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The jizz has hit the fan. Yeah, I don't know. God. Why do you do this, Tyler? So I can have conversations <laughs> like this. Get it started. God. Hashtag jizz jar. No. <laughs> so uh, let us know in the comment section what you think that Ambrose is going to use next. I think either chocolate syrup or maybe pancake syrup or something. If you're going to do that, hashtag it jizz jar. Like that jizz jar. <laughs> God. <laughs> no. Just wrong. Okay, uh, after that, Triple H came out and said, well, if you guys want to fight Rollins so much, you'll get your chance. You're going to be fighting each other at Hell in a Cell. Winner fights Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And Seth, uh, Stephanie McMahon was like, one of you is going to hell. Uh. And then I finished with in a cell because they're both going and one of them's going to be fighting inside the cell. And <laughs> it's going to be weird. So uh, with that being said, Ambrose decides to... Give the double arm DDT to Cena and fans. <laughs> double arm DDTs like this? I don't want to fall. They did pelvic thrust. That's so, a double uh, arm and the fans were sent home happy because of that, I guess. Meh. So, overall thoughts on Raw? It was pretty bad. The Raw yeah. came back. Hey. <laughs> and there you go. And now, Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder we call you Shadow Turtle. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. Yo. Total divas, Tom. You already knew. Uh, yeah, so next week, there are going to apparently be two episodes, so look forward to that. I know that. I don't know why they're releasing two new episodes on the same night, but uh, I guess that's for us to figure out next week. Uh, I don't know. Um, so this week, we got some shiz going down... Um, let's see. Uh, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Eva Marie and her boyfriend, Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, 
So I guess they finally got together. You know, Red Robin was like, Red Robin was like, "What the fuck do you mean by that shit?" <laughs> what Jonathan's cool Um. So I love you, Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Uh, so they go back together wherever town they live in. And Jonathan like, wants a fucking piece, yo. He wants a gun. He, he wants, wants a, a gun. gat. He wants a piece. Because someone broke into someone's house and someone got the burglar got shot. And he's like, hey, we need a gun to protect you know our house, and I need to protect you. And she's scared of guns. And he likes guns. He's like, hey, if you don't like guns, then you don't like America or something like that. Uh, he did say that. He was joking, but he did say that. Yeah. So she was still scared about. Some people it. actually like, feel that way. Yeah. So they went to a gun range. Shot some shit. Yeah, she was for it. For have a you little ever been bit. in a gun range? Yeah, I have. A few. What'd times. you shoot? What'd you shoot? Uh, my dad has a few handguns. Where? What gun range did you go to? In like uh, there's in one town? That's just a little bit outside of Beaumont. They said it's Lumberton, but it's just like. Yeah, just down the road. It's I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking cool. about. Actually. Yeah, if you want to go one of these times, just let me know. My dad has a few guns. I want to shoot some shit. Uh, yeah, the six-shooter pistol. That was pretty cool. But he has, like, um, some other guns, too. And then sh- shit, Sushan. Shit Sushan. jar. I want to shoot the shit jar. And he the jazz jar. He has a lot of guns, too. He brought some down, too. So he's got a lot of guns? Yeah, and he brought he brought him down for Noah's birthday, and Noah shot. You want to know what Noah he's did? He's got a shotgun. Noah doesn't even fucking hold a gun. He started doing this. He started turning to his side, and he wasn't even fucking aiming. He was just shooting, and I was like, because I was watching him, I was like, dude, fucking aim. And he's just like, bah, bah. he was just going. I was like, dude, you can't rapid fire. He's rapid firing. The rules, you can't rapid fire. He's fucking rapid firing. It's like, dude, stop that. And he was like with a little kid, a smile on his face. It's like, dude, there's rules. You got to worry about a deal like that. That alarms me, actually, that that Noah seeks satisfaction in shooting something rapid fire when it's against the rules. I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure I'd be smelling too. But the face, if Noah made the face of Tyler saying he made and the Tyler oh. demonstrated for us. You know what cracked me up though? Because after after he was done, he put the gun down and dumbass would take his ear plug or headphones off. You're not supposed to inside the booth. And there was no one there at first. Then some other family or family came in. And what was cracking me up after he shot down, he took off because he was trying to talk to Sushan. He took off the earmuffs when he did his other people were shooting too at the same time. <laughs> so it was fucking loud. It was like he jumped. I was like oh. Because I was on the outside. I was like, dumbass, that's what you get. <laughs> Somebody who would do that would fucking fill up their car with diesel instead of gasoline. <laughs> bash Noah. At bash Noah. Okay, so back to Total Divas. So to we, the can't gun just talk about, we can't just talk about Noah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is Total Noah. Um. <laughs> oh, God, for episode 200, we got to do a Total Noah segment. Yes. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> So they shot a gun, uh, shot a gun uh, at a zombie poster, and I don't know what was it, AK? They shot. I don't know what she was shooting. They shot some handguns. They sh- shot some assault rifle looking shit. And she was into it. Then later on, they were talking, and she's like, "No, you still can't have it." And then apparently, she found out that he bought some guns, and she was pissed. So she was telling her her girlfriends that. And plus Titus O'Neil and uh, John, they were all at a table, and they were like, he was like, oh, no, I can't believe he bought a gun without telling you. And they're like, we're afraid. Well, the girls were like, we're afraid of guns. And they finally got back together. Shit, I'm afraid of guns. It is, a, it is scary. 
Look, I mean, I would go, like, I'm down to go shoot some guns at the gun range. I think that sounds cool, but, like, I would be, I, you know, I would feel uneasy about, like, having guns laying around the house and shit. And I, I don't mean literally. I mean, clearly, I'm sure he's going to be responsible and yeah, put it away or whatever. But it's still just weird to know that you have a gun in the house or whatever. Well, she got pissed because they went out to eat, and she was talking to him about it, and she got pissed, and she was like, I can't believe you bought that without, you know... I love, this is my favorite part of this episode where she was like, I can't believe, like, we are, we are, you're supposed to, like, you know, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was something to the effect of, like, he was a total dick for, like, uh, going against, like, what she had wanted or whatever. I don't remember what he said, so this sounds stupid, but it was, like, the episode, like, after, like, they were fighting about her wanting him to convert and, like, change his religion. And she was, like, making a big deal about how he's such an asshole for getting a gun without telling her, like, the episode after. It was just really funny. That and she was like, I know you try to be a man, but it's like, you're not going to rule our relationship or something like that. And then. Right. And, and he Which was, clearly he doesn't because he's sort of like, no, he doesn't, like, dote on her, but he's sort of like, he's clearly, like, doesn't, like, for the pants or whatever. Not that, like, anyone should or it's bad that he doesn't, but he clearly is not the, like, one calling all the shots because she was, like, you know. And he just pretty much said, you know, I, you know, want to protect you. I want to protect her home, you know. And she was like, well, his heart was in the right place. And it's like, well, I'll think about her. I don't know what she said, but it's like, I want a dog. And he's like, yeah, no, we're not getting a dog. So it should have been like, okay, if you want a dog, you can get it. I have a gun, so you're okay with it. So... Uh, and then that was pretty much it for them. Who else? Uh, uh, well, the Brian Breeze shit was just talking about, like, his injury. Like, he, they are talking about how they believe in, like, Eastern medicine, Eastern philosophy. Like, Brian wants to try natural, like, uninvasive, like, so, like ways of, like, rehabbing his injury. They're just, like, coming down on him, like, hey, get fucking surgery so you can get back in What'd the ring and make What do you think about money? the John Cena talking about? Uh, Daniel Bryan, not that stuff. What did he? I I remember now that you say that. I remember thinking like, whoa, who because the fuck is he? They were trying, to, you know, or Nikki was telling him like, oh, he wants to do a natural way and something like. He's like Bryan's the type that he wants his car fixed, but he would bang on the dash or something, but nothing would happen. I don't know, something like that. He did. Now that you say that, I remember like uh, him saying something, but I don't remember what it is now, so I can't really comment. Although I remember being like, I was like, wow. Yeah, weird. Um, but like they're sort of they're still doing this whole like angle on the show where they're like don't know where their next meal is gonna come from because they're, they're just they're so dirt poor they're so and then they because they show cutscenes of like what's happened on Raw so Breeze back that's when she you know was in the audience and you know and she slapped Stephanie McMahon that guy was like oh no it was like the crazy face <laughs> like they showed that I was like There's why that is guy. that guy not as over as Undertaker face guy because he's just as crazy looking yeah it's like oh <laughs> shit uh so like so she returns to TV and like they they play the whole thing it's like you know I guess I gotta go back to work I gotta earn the money is there any other famous fans besides that there's there's Ms. Girl there's Brock Lesnar guy. There's Undertaker hate John face Cena guy. guy. I hate John Cena guy. Uh, sign guy. Sign guy. And then I I think that, yeah. I sort of think that like, really excited about them saying bitch guy <laughs> should be like in their company. <laughs> oh, she did. 
Sorry, go ahead. Um, they're so just basically like they're they, harping on him because he still doesn't want that surgery or whatever. Right. And they, she like tries to get her mom involved in shit, and she's like, I understand where you're coming Nikki from. Nikki convinced Bree to you know like, hey, you know, you need to get Bree surgery. was sort of already convinced fence, anyway. Yeah. They're all like, just have the surgery so you can get back in the ring and stop making us be so goddamn poor. You guys are not fucking. You're still I don't on fucking buy, TV. I don't buy that you're so poor. That's just oh my such God. an unbelievable storyline. I get being like conservative with your money and like trying to like plan for the future, but I just don't buy that they're that concerned about money. I just don't. They, yeah. I know they have fucking downsides to their contracts. There's no fucking way. Yeah. And I'm not a genius or a lawyer, and I don't really okay, know. That and, it works, okay. But still. There's a lot to the contracts. You got probably the toy deal. You got the video game stuff. Uh, he's also, if you see on WWE.com or like, um, or you on Facebook, he's making appearances in different places. Right. Uh, so he, I mean, he's on Total Diva, so he's making money. Yeah, I mean, it's this is clearly just a storyline for the show, which I understand, but I don't believe. I, I have a hard time believing in it because I know that. They're not as it's not as dire of a situation as they're making out to be. If he was just like, look, we need to be as responsible as possible because it's easy for us to get in trouble. Not we're so fucking poor. How are we gonna pay for our house? Where are we gonna eat? Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like shut up. Come on, guys. But um, so like the mom's like, and then Brian like handles it like the dude that he is. He's always like he's real respectful and like he's he makes his case very clearly. But he's like, you know. I would appreciate more support from everybody because this is my body. This is like how I I think it makes sense to do the least evasive things first. Like and people don't, don't know work. what's going on. They want to move a nerve to like in my arm, but they don't know right. if that's really going to fix it. Yeah. And that's where they pretty much end it. Yeah, pretty much. So, and then there's... Other thing is like uh, Ariane's brother is well misbehaving okay. he's misbehaving <laughs> but we don't know if he's doing gang stuff all it was was sitting on a fucking curb oh but come on man that plastic bag that they broke that you don't see the inside of it was was, glass well it was it was out so, or yeah i thought it was like a bottle because he got a call from the mom like oh i don't know i where. like the, i like the idea that like one day Ariane's mom calls his little brother he doesn't answer his cell phone. Oh <laughs> shit! Something bad. He didn't go to school. Okay, he skipped school one day, and then he didn't answer his cell phone the same day when she tried to call him about it. Intervention time. <laughs> yeah. This kid is on a troubled path. Yes. Yes. We gotta like, scare well, this kid straight. He's trying to act all tough and stuff, and it's like it's like the kid was just sitting there with his friends, and uh, clearly he should be in school. Clearly he shouldn't have been drinking. He's underage. Clearly, you should probably answer the cell phone when your mom calls. But, like, this happens one day, so Ariane has to leave training. She has to come home. She's got to come get Vinny to, to, Vinny. to roll with, which is cool. Vinny's fine. Yeah, Vinny's cool. What's up, Vinny? What do you think you're doing? Be smoked. Be smoked. Yeah. <laughs> 911. So, uh... Well, I like how, like, whenever, like, those kids were trying to flex on Ariane, he's like, you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to relax. Vinny's kind of swole. I think he could fuck someone. Yeah. Up. Especially With those kids, especially teenagers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they had all these, I guess, former gang members and stuff. And like the kid really didn't say that much, but the, uh, what was it? It's like, you need to respect your mom and all that stuff. It's like, I didn't, you know, I wish I would have done all the stuff and that I did homie. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This one dude had tattoos all over his face. His he wished he, 
Yeah, Sam's tattoo. He didn't wish. He wished he didn't get all that stuff. And he, the kid didn't say it too much. And then went out to eat later on. And, and he's just like, "Oh, I realized you guys were had my best interests." Move your head. I'm trying to read that uh, sign behind me. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I realized. Basically, what I'll happened is in, in the course of one day, he skipped school, didn't answer his phone, so Ariane had to come home, stage an intervention, get him scared straight by ex-gang members. <laughs> then they go to dinner the next day, and the kid apologizes. He's been set right on the path again. Yeah. She's a miracle That's worker. That's it. And we're done. Uh, what was next week's episode? Oh, yeah. More uh, TJ and Natalia drama shit. He doesn't love me anymore. Joy, those are my two least favorite people. Who are your two? Do you do you dislike anyone as much as you dislike Natty and TJ? They're my they least nag favorite all couple. The time. They're just they, they suck. They're the worst. Yeah, one thing that kind of cracked me up though, because she wanted to have sex with TJ and all that stuff in the preview. She's like, "Why don't you just body slam me on the bed?" That's what that was. That's what she said in the preview. Yeah, I'm so tired. I'm so. I can at least like I. I can buy into. Okay, I like, wonder if they're really just dysfunctional. They've been together forever. They probably don't really care about each other anymore. They're just together out of habit a bit. We need money. Let's get on TV. Body slam me on the bed. Fuck the cat. Like I, I can. I find, so it, I find it easy to buy into Nikki and John's. Like we're not gonna get married, or we're, are we gonna get married? We're not gonna shit. get married. We're not gonna have kids. We're gonna have kids. Like I can buy into that drama. But when TJ and the time, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. You guys are the worst. No Rosa. And their cat's ugly. Yeah, no, no, Rosa. no Rosa. Yeah, their cat's ugly. Uh, I just want Teddy Hart to guest star like in their house one day, like coming over to hang out with TJ. Like he's got Mr. Money hanging out with <laughs> hanging out with the other cat. Trying to train this cat. <laughs> yeah, check out what I did to uh, train this cat. He can do backflip. He can do uh, uh, frog splash. Put your cat in a sleeper hole. Cat splash. So that's pretty much it. So yeah, we're looking forward to that shit uh, yeah, next week. Um, so two episodes, right? Yeah, two, two. So how'd you find this out? They said it. No. <laughs> well, because I watched it on demand. They didn't say that. So uh, I think they said it on Raw. They yeah, when they did a commercial for it. Either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So double, double time, double action next week. I guess. Double divas. Girl, Girl bye. There you go. Thanks, guys. Um. Uh, only a little bit of hot topic news this week, and I know Tyler wants to give his thoughts on it. Uh, something about uh, WWE 2K15. You go ahead, Tyler. Floor okay, is yours. so I made a decision that at the end of this month, I'm going to try to get a PS4. That's going to be the next gen I'm, I'm picking, next gen console. Um, I want to get 2K15 for it because from what I read, there's more in the 2K15 for next gen that uh compared to um old gen i guess but uh i'll read some things for you um it's you know, current gen now motherfucker. current gen no so, longer next gen. whatever yeah current gen that's true uh my career mode um that is actually only for ps4 and xbox one it says um yeah all the stuff that you've been reading and we've been saying all that stuff so i guess they haven't announced that, uh, I guess, you know, all the NXT and all that stuff that's in my career mode. Even, like, the characters, because you'll eventually get to play as them, too, as playable characters. Mm-hmm. I guess they're not in Xbox 360 and PS3. BS. Which, I, they have not said that. Yeah. If they're not playable characters. But also, what's another thing? It says a presentation overhaul. Um, 
Facial and body scanning technology delivered the most realistic WWE superstars, divas, and legends ever. Xbox One and PlayStation 4 only. Uh, also, this says on here, listen to Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. Michael Cole called the action with the best commentary featured in a WWE game. I know you're probably like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. To date, with more than five times the lines recorded than any other year. So that's what they said. I wonder how much random crap they just talk about in there. I wonder if they got the old General stuff banter. plus newer stuff. Yeah. You know what I like about SummerSlam? The Divas! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So they have a f- um what's other things? So I guess the 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 facial stuff and like in career mode is only for the new consoles and stuff. So mm. I mean I what I read from my career it looks interesting in all the NXT stuff. So I I really want to play it. Yeah. So I think um at the end of this month I'm getting current PS4. gen is the way to go. Current PS- gen I keep on saying next gen. PS4. Current uh, next gen is PS5. I'll be getting the PS4 too one day. Um, I don't, I'm not sure when, but the reason why I'm laughing while you're talking, I'm sorry. Uh, I pulled up a picture. Uh, Natalia posted it on her Instagram um, a few hours ago. It said, I had a great talk with Kane getting ready for main event. Um, and, you know, in the WWE storyline, I guess, for main event, she's trying to get, you know, Tyson kids some matches. And so yeah. she's talking to the higher ups. So she posts a picture of herself and says, hey, I had a great talk with uh, with Kane. And the top comment that comes up after that says, damn, Nat, you got some big titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, really? WWE.com? No, it's on her personal Instagram. <laughs> I'm just walking back in on this because I had to take a piss. But yeah. wait, that TJ put that on her Instagram? No, so oh, okay. just some random fan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I walked in and I heard like uh, you saying their dis- dysfunctional relationship, blah blah whatever. And then she posted something saying she just talked to Kane, and then he posted. <laughs> <laughs> Kane posted, "Damn, you guys nice got some big titties, <laughs> dude." I was like, "TJ, you are, wouldn't you already know that?" Like, you're dude, this very- is this is the picture that she posted. She said, "Oh, just had a chat with Kane because, like I said, she's been trying to get Tyson <laughs> Kidd some matches lately, or whatever storyline purposes." On NXT as well, I guess, main event. Right. And so, like, you know, just right up there in the comments. Hey, where, which one is it? Uh, the <laughs> devil one. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just put it, but like XX on there and like <laughs> hug, hug. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, yeah, I should love that. I don't know how to top that, but I wasn't even finished with the Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. You don't know how to top that, but if it's on Reddit, you're going to upload the fuck out of it. <laughs> Yeah, look up that picture. Uh, one more thing, sorry, for the game. Uh, it says gameplay enhancements. Uh-huh, I can't uh-huh. stop thinking about this. Good point about the titty. <laughs> it says uh, 2K15 will improve the core gameplay experience through key additions, improvements designed to elevate the franchise now and into the future. Uh, there's new motion capture technology. Uh, Better than Predator technology. Yeah, 2K15 includes five times more uh, new animations than WWE games before. Uh, and and listen to this too. They now have a combined with a new brand new chain wrestling system. Mm. So you know how the last two games have been the same. This is going to be a completely new chain. Great, I've well, got to learn controls all over again. But it's the same positions. Though. It wouldn't make I sense. I would understand. I would think the the buttons. Oh, you mean change the buttons? Yeah. Well, then why would they just be like we changed the we map the controls differently? That's I don't know. Different. This is how they put it. combined with brand new chain wrestling system. 
WWE 215. 215. 2K15 will take the drama and adrenaline of WWE match to new heights, just like on WWE TV, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 only. So I don't know what the hell that means. All the stuff they just said is only for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So is the new chain system only for Xbox One and PlayStation 4? So I don't know. I'm reading this off the, the website. WWE I'm not sure. I don't know how the chain system can be different, though. Hmm. I don't know. What other positions could you naturally work the moves off? There's like the chin lock, wrist lock, rear waist lock. Like, what other positions are they going to give them to base all those moves out of? Where you just like ah, right on their head. Well, there's like the, there's a lock up. There's the chin lock. There's the wrist lock and the reverse waist. So I don't. Reverse waist lock. So there's. I I guess I recommend people trying to get stuff on current gen. Yeah, stuff. Yes, four. PS4, PS4 is the way to Xbox. go for us, right? Yeah, I'm getting PS4. Doug has a PS4, and I will be getting one. You will be getting a PS4. Um, I guess so. Oh, fucker should have got that Destiny on that PS4, so we got a game. I now. wanted to. He I wanted to save some money. Yeah. God. I do regret that. Um, <laughs> should have just went through. Also, with it. I know last week I said some of the characters are gonna be an NXT thing. I said uh, Adrian Neville, uh, Bo Dallas, Sami Zayn, Zayn, Corey Adam Graves. Rose. Uh, Adam Rose is, I don't think I said Adam Rose, but Adam Rose is going to be in there, Rusev and Bo Dallas. Neat. But uh, from what I understand, what I read, though, uh, so you you create a character, but it's so funny because it's like you have to, you know how in certain games you have tutorials, you have to do certain things to like like, uh, surpass that mode. Like uh, you're in the ring and there's no one in the arena. And like one of them, they said you have to do uh, 10, uh, I guess, headlocks in a row or something like that and you i guess you said the something pops up you have to do this I'm, apparently bill demont is yelling at you <laughs> you have to do all this stuff so and then you go into nxt do all do all this stuff so it, it it really seems interesting that career mode thing is really awesome if it's only for next or damn it current gen ps4 and xbox just instead of saying next gen just say ps4 or xbox ps4 one. i'm just gonna say that because there I'm, you go so i'm like I'm saying next gen <laughs> Next gen, it's be for PS5, so yeah. and Xbox too. <laughs> and there you go, good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so with that being said, it's time to go into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from our boy Thomas. Drop it low, son. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Saying, hey, fellas, with SmackDown celebrating its 15th anniversary soon, I thought I'd ask what your all-time favorite SmackDown moments are and why. There's plenty to choose from, and I wanted to get your thoughts. Hope you're feeling better, Daniel. I hope you're not stressing in wedding plans, Tyler. And I hope you're just comfy, Doug. Till next time. I like how you guys are defined by things, and you're like, yeah, but Doug, I don't know what the fuck you got going on. You're just like, keep, keep, keep being comfy. Thanks, Liz. And said, till next time, my friends, stay safe. So, favorite SmackDown moment. We'll get into that. We'll get into the PS after the uh, the question is answered. Um, I don't know. I'm always the worst at answering this type of stuff. I never got to watch SmackDown enough. That's my biggest problem because it was like on UPN. I never had UPN. I like the old to... SmackDowns with that the 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 circle or oval background fist. and stuff like that. Even with the fist, that was yeah. cool. But uh, I can't think of anything on top of my head. There were some cool things that happened, but Brock Lesnar and Big Show breaking the ring. That was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that one. Call dibs. I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I would have to. I know there's like said there was some cool moments, but I can't think on top of my head. Okay. 
Any for you, Doug? I don't know, man. I'm the worst at these type of questions. So wasn't there supposed to be something after Raw on the... The Edge and Christian... I didn't get to watch it. ...totally reeking of awesomeness So what was thing? that? I don't know. I didn't get to watch it. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. We'll just say the Brock Lesnar big show breaking the ring. Um, he says, P.S. Tyler, in an answer to the question last week. Hey, was that when Brian had his first title run and he had the cage match with Mark Henry? That was on SmackDown, right? That's a recent memory. Was the that's a that's a, yes. That's a recent memory that of a match that I well, really they also liked. had one <laughs> where he fought Henry and Big Show. And I think that was at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but I think he had he had um, recent memory. I mean, dude, I can't think uh, as far as like history. I'll be here all night trying to think of stuff. But just like in recent history, like Mark Henry's first, not his first, his uh, his his first quote unquote Hall of Pain. Yeah, reign was predominantly on SmackDown, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, as well as Brian's first. Uh, Title reign was, cashed in. was predominantly on SmackDown. That was right. awesome as well. And they actually were working with each other a lot, and that was fucking awesome. Was yeah. the Billy and Chuck wedding on SmackDown? I think so. Like that. The partnership? Yeah. That could be one. So, yeah. So, uh, so Thomas also says, P.S. Tyler, in answer to the question last week, I would have thought and perhaps hoped that you would have said your engagement and upcoming wedding to your lovely fiance would be the biggest biggest accomplishment. Well, I like that there were, were so much internal debate about it. They yeah. were like, at least. Do you think he means? Uh, do you think he means? <laughs> he says, at least that's what I've been informed. The answer should be. Well, was that it by you or Daryl? Whenever after I get married. So <laughs> that will be the answer after I get married. I mean, that's what I said Did flat you out. Tell him? Like, it's not it's not your he said now he was fiance informed. saying yes to your proposal. So I didn't ever tell him this. Daniel I, didn't. So if you didn't, Daryl put Daryl or Ben made him ask this question. Or I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He saw I was engaged. Yeah. So I mean, big uh, accomplishment. I don't know. I like the fact that we couldn't decide. <laughs> yeah, if that I was, was like bear puns. <laughs> I like the fact <laughs> that we couldn't decide if it's your upcoming wedding or bear puns. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, it's one or the other there, Fry Man. <laughs> Bear puns? I bet Thomas has like his hand, like his palm on his forehead, like this motherfucker. I bet Daryl would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyler, what's your biggest accomplishment in it your, will in your be, life? Yeah. Uh, it's either. I don't know, you guys. Do you think he's talking about bear puns? Bear puns? You guys I think he's talking about bear puns? I can barely imagine what they're going to say. Well, last week I didn't say the way. I said it was the way or bear, bear puns. Yeah. But I wasn't Let's thinking. I was like, I was like, what, what could be? What could be my biggest accomplishment? Set out and accomplish something. So there you go. So uh, final question coming to us from Seth Rickson saying, does anyone else think that Damian Sandow is better at being the Miz than the Miz? <laughs> Probably so. Because he's doing his own thing, well, and that's a good thing. Like being his quote-unquote stunt double lends itself to a comedy position, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't work as well if like the Miz himself isn't like the comedy part of the gimmick. Like uh, Sandal's part is the comedy part, so yeah. it wouldn't work as well if if Miz was the comedy character as well. Like it. 
like just that one position lends itself to the comedy that Sandell's going with. So I don't think so. Like you need Miz to play it straight for for Sandell to work, right? Yeah, and I know it's eventually going to lead to like a Sandell face run, but I think they need to hold off on that as long as they can because you know once they get done with the Miz feud, where are they going to go with Sandell? So I think kind of play this. Like let it run its course. Don't rush it. Well, that's let the da- that's the danger with these let people like chanting for him. Like they're like you like everyone was chanting for Sandow instead of the Miz or whatever. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not gonna retread my argument of who you should and shouldn't cheer for, but be careful what you wish for because I know for goddamn sure that Damian Mizdow has been more enjoyable to me than any other fucking thing Damian Sandow has done, any mm-hmm. other match that he's ever had. And this is just a throwaway like like comedy gimmick that he's doing as Miz's sidekick. Yep. So remember all that time where he was directionless and not doing fucking anything, but trading wins with guys like Sheamus and mm-hmm. losing his money in the bank briefcase. Like if you want, like what, why people are so into him right now is because of what he's doing, but you cheering for him to do something else takes him out of doing that. Right. So then he's right back to where he was before when no one gave a fuck because he wasn't doing it. Exactly. So just let it play out naturally. Don't try to fucking force anyone's hand. Good stuff. So there you go. Great episode, guys. Fun stuff. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube page, WNS Video, our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to us on iTunes by searching <laughs> Wrestling News Source Podcast. Indeed. <sighs> Uh, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Trustly New Source Podcast to find us. Twitter at WNS Podcast, at WNS underscore Daniel, at Tyler underscore Bear. Mostly Tyler underscore Bear. Yeah, the path all, to a million still fuck all those other ones. on its way. I think at you're at 33 or 34, somewhere around there. I check every once in a while just to see how you're doing. Does your phone go off every once in a while whenever I, whenever I tag you in something? No, since my new phone, I haven't logged into my Twitter account. Oh. <sighs> You gotta get on that. Dick. You're gonna have like all kinds of notifications from yeah, people. When I like log in, like boom, 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 boom. Yep. So there you Guys, go. he's not gonna tweet until he gets a million followers. So fucking follow the guy, Jesus. Yeah. So there you go for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm the bear without a name. <laughs> I like how he immediately buried his hands in his, <laughs> his face like and his hands all. in shame. He's like, why did I say that? <laughs> I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. <laughs>